Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of All About the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we couldn't let young Indy die, so we're doing a bonus episode. Yes, this one is very special because we are going to be playing all of the episode mashups that I've created, meaning I, me and Emily have gone through every single episode that we ever recorded, all 22 episodes, and kind of boiled it down to the funniest moments, the most memorable moments, and... Uh, yeah, so that's why they're going to be littered in here. You're probably going to be a little confused, but uh, should we just play at least the first five of, of Young Indy? Like, Baby Indy? Let's do it. Play that Baby Indy. Indiana Jones buys the popcorn. There were re-edits for the VHS release. <laughs> <laughs> This is my first adventure. When I was a baby, I did crazy, crazy shit. I was on the roof. Did you see that baby on the roof? My dad said we're going on this trip. <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia rode up on a bike through the dense Egypt sands. Lawrence of Arabia and Miss Seymour were once lovers. Yeah. How could a bike trudging through two feet sand. of loose sand yeah. catch up to a guy on a horse? I'm gonna give us like, I'm gonna give us at least seven treasures. Seven treasures? Okay. A passion for life. Passion for life. Miss Seymour must have some very young looking ankles because he double checked. That's true. He double checked the ankles and was like, oh yeah, this That's is my, my wife. Okay, then we learn that Roosevelt's son's name is Kermit. I know. Like, how <laughs> lame is that? Most of Alessandra's notes are just talking about how hot Henry's dad is. That's not true at all. <laughs> and how cute Indy is. It's like, bully for you. Bully for you, Wendy. Bully for you. Bully for you, Wendy. It's kind of an interesting. Um, soup of artists. Soup? Yeah. She does the biggest eye roll. Like, I love Miss Seymour. Just, I love oh her. Oh my gosh. I love this lady. It was like it was like a full head eye roll to the like side. Like head right? and eyes up. And part, all, and all part the way of her shoulders. She head rolled so hard that her shoulders moved. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, But not too much. Like it was... Miss <laughs> 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 Seymour! I give it seven treasures. episode is called The Perils of Cupid. He does, he's like, you own Vienna. Why don't you go anywhere? Mm -hmm. And she's like, because I'm a princess. Ice skating's dangerous. You someone could someone could also snipe you. Like, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> so you sorry. You shame on us all. And your country. 
Can you believe that? You shame He's us like, all. Like, what is and this, China? Country? Like, God, you brought shame, <laughs> dishonor on your whole family and your country and your cow? This is back to that sexy dad. This guy. Real foxy. He's got great hair. Really nice. <laughs> the Line. theme of this second half of this is I won't take no for an answer. <gasps> oh! Oh shit, Alessandra! Off the yeah. top of the uh, leading tower of Pisa, they're dropping fucking irons off a building what? that's like really tall, and people are walking underneath it. The mom goes there, oh. gets out of the carriage, and just starts making out with Puccini. Like she totally sticks her mouth right on this guy's mustache. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like a mouthful of mustache. Honestly, this lady's got the catch of the century, and she's running off with Mister Puccini. And in this, in this part, she like sends him a, a letter, and he doesn't reply back. That doesn't I know, mean he doesn't you... love her. Like, it's ridiculous. He's busy. I know, but this is the one time she need she was needy and needed him to send her a letter, Alessandra. How hard is it to take three hours out of your day to write a letter and then give it to the mail person? To then <laughs> you know, you go, gotta find some wax. You, you gotta, gotta find the wax You gotta up. find some wax and Put heat the wax. Put it over the, the letter and wax first, seal it. First, you have to clean your quill because it was dirty from the night from the day before and then you have to find your ink which then fell over and you have to go buy you some new buy ink. Some more ink. And the, the ink Why are you going to find ink in the middle of the Italy? Ink actually, is what I want to The ink actually know. fell all over the paper, so we actually needed new paper, too. Yeah. Like, so then he had to go buy some ink, and then the shop ran out of paper, so then he had to go buy some more paper. And he was haggling with his Italian for, like, for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Over paper. Haggling really hard. <laughs> haggling. So this is like a six-hour ordeal we got going on here. And then, she just thinks, oh, you should just write me back. Episode four, Travels with Father. Everyone's napping, let's hit the ball and fuck everything up. He's like, hot dog, me too. They're like, bitch. (laughs) He's pretty hot when he's mad. (laughs) Sandra, am I wrong? You're not wrong. I think out of all the famous people that Indy has met yet, I think Leo Tolstoy is my favorite. Of course, you love old nice grandpa-y characters. That's like your favorite. Hey, I'm not wrong. I can just appreciate a good old person, all right? It's not okay. I was so worried about her. This is Miss Seymour we're talking about. I know. You don't mess with Miss Seymour. You don't fucking mess with Miss Seymour. You don't get her sick and have her die. When she was... The mom was talking to Helen, Miss Seymour, about... Puccini. Puccini, yeah. Puccini. Fucking Puccini. Puccini. Those look like the noodles I bought. They do look like the noodles you bought. They do, yeah. Yeah. And then the, this is this is when I, offic- when I officially said, it's not a new mom. Third time in my notes. <laughs> New mom? It's not a new mom, is it? It's not. It's not a new mom. <laughs> you were debating with yourself. I was debating it the entire the time. Entire time. So I was focusing on the mom this episode, and you were focusing on the I dad. Was focusing wearing, on the dad, man. Wearing contacts. It was the most stupidest thing I'd ever seen. So Emily, you've got to stop saying stupidest because. <laughs> You gotta stop saying most stupidest because you sound like an idiot. <laughs> this show makes me stupidest. <laughs> if that's not proper grammar. Goodness. Continue. I'm sorry. Your grammar we, sucks. We've been at the fucking Mediterranean Sea for like 30 minutes now. I never said I was good. <laughs> no one's gonna hear this. No one's gonna listen this far. No one's listening anyway. <laughs> 
underwater. He's in the water. He's like, watch this. And then he kind of tries to do a backflip. Kind of? <laughs> and, like, that's where I saw his dog. <laughs> yeah, you totally see his dog. <laughs> no, you don't totally <laughs> see it. It's not like it's just out there. It's just, like, under the water. Yeah. But of course you're looking. Of course you're, of course you're looking for it. <laughs> and I'll give this one a 7 out of 10 treasures. Called Journey of oh, Radiance. Yes. There's some. There were some real issues going down in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> like human issues. Yeah. humanity and yeah. God, what is God and everything. You know, like big questions like that. It it went there, and we went there with it to the Journey of Radiance. Lots of shade being Just thrown by Miss Seymour in this episode. Crazy. Why can't she see that Like, yeah, she else... applies her own faith to her own religion. Can't she see that other people would apply their own faith to their own religion? Yeah. Like, you, why? I don't, how, I don't know. This is stupid of her. How like, can she, she... How can she not... I, I, I don't understand. I, 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 I don't know. I thought this lady, Annie... Was wearing a turban when she first walked up, but it was just her hair. Her hair was she has like fuzzy. this gray fuzzy hair. She her her hair looked like a cactus. So there's this lady Annie, and then there's this doctor guy with a see-through beard who has a very light beard. Okay, and they, but it's long. It's like a long gray light beard, and he's annoying as hell. It looks like his beard is just like. Is just covering a green screen. Like it just you could you could you could see his whole shirt through his beard. I don't know why. It's, it's not very thick. It's a very thin beard. His beard is like trace paper. This kid is special. I feel it, and I know I felt it too. I'm like I felt it also. <laughs> Foxy dad. Oh, he's so foxy. The mom was like forcing this upon him. He was like, she was like, I can handle anything alone. Like what? No, you're in the middle of fucking China. Don't you learn oh from freaking God. Italy? You can't. You can't be trusted. You can't be left alone. Chica. You can't be left alone at all. He could have died. He could have died. But Andy has a strong constitution. Oh my god. That's gosh. like what the doctor said. Abraham Lincoln doctor said that. Abraham. Did you notice those sideburns that guy had? And then Indy learned Chinese in like a day. I give I definitely give the first half of this episode ten treasure chests. Okay, baby Indy was played. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh man, those are so great. I, oh my gosh. So, over the weeks that Alessandra's been sending me these as she's been slowly doing them, um, I just, I was just crying after every time I heard one. Like, yeah. it's just, it was just too much to handle. I love them so much. Ugh. And, and I, and I was so excited, uh, to share them that to share them all with you guys because they're just so funny. Oh, they man. were really, um, as you'll hear, like I I kind of made them longer and longer as they go on, and I, I apologize, but it's because like I just wanted to listen to the whole episode or like go through it and try to find the funniest things, but also I was like also really enjoying our re-listen of this of this series and how much. I really love it, and how much I really love Indy, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. And we've, and not only with making these edits, but we've also been finding any interviews, any behind the scenes footage, any, just like anything that we could, um, just intake of, of young Indiana Jones Chronicles, um, so that we could just, we could just talk about it here. I mean, we'll probably, I mean, it's going to be a, a smorgasbord of, of stuff. We're going to, um, yeah. Alessandra has a, has an amazing book to talk about that we both read and yes. thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Um, all about the making of the show and, um, and we have some fun quizzes to take and some fun trivia to share. And, you know, this is just going to be a grand old time. We're just going to, it's going to be a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. So, um, I have been like living, breathing, like everything indie for the past like two weeks. Um, and it, especially with this book I got. So I guess I'll just talk about it um, now because it is a really cool thing. So I was like trying to find anything behind the scenes and apparently there was this book on Amazon that was being sold as a used book because it's from 1991 and it was like halfway through the making of the show that this guy Dan Madsen wrote. It's called The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles on the set and behind the scenes. So this is like a 1991 book like it's actually from 1991 it is like a collectible item because i got this thing used on amazon for 15 dollars but after i bought this i checked it again and the next used one is 150 dollars that must be the last one <laughs> yeah so i was like holy shit i got this thing like as a steal and, and it's it's basically a treasure to me it's a treasure. I'm going to have it forever. And Alessandra was able to take pictures of every page and share them with me. And so I have been reading them any chance I get. Did um, you know how horrible I am with reading? But I, <laughs> I was not going to let Alessandra down. I was going to read this book. And uh, I really enjoyed it. All of the all of the little snippets that, you know, the actors had to say, the actors and, and side uh, side characters... Like, all had really great things to say about the show. Um, it sounded like it was such an ordeal to make this thing. I mean, there's oh, a whole yeah. section. There's a whole section just about um, Rick McCallum. Yes, just, the producer. Yes, the producer. Just talking about, you know, how each episode was written. Like, the process that went into this and the weeks that went into this. Like, they had so little time to create such grandiose like movie-like episodes of this show that and and it's just so funny how the book constantly says like you know this is unlike anything that's on tv like it's so it was so much fun watching all the really old interviews um with spf and um george lucas talking about just how different this show was for TV and how mm-hmm. hard it was to make this because it's just, it never had this kind of budget. There yep. were, um, there, and all the complications with shooting in different countries and just the amount of travel that came into the show sounds truly daunting. I honestly don't know how they did it. Like, the experiences... I, I gotta read, I'm gonna read some of this because you're explaining basically what he says in the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have it in front of me. It's a little hard for you because you don't have, like, an actual physical book. So 
I've, no, I'm like looking through these PDF pictures, and it's it's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> I put, put like tabs, and so I've um, put little pink tabs in it to to read some stuff. So I will read the. Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to read the beginning of the book because I think it's really cool how it starts. It says, "Have you ever dreamed of traveling all over the world?" Climbing the Great Pyramid of Giza, walking the halls of the Taj Mahal in India, or through the ancient ruins of the Acropolis in Greece. Maybe you've imagined what it must be like to be the first person to uncover an ancient tomb, or to find an ancient relic from a lost civilization. Perhaps you've even wondered what it would be like to meet some of the greatest minds of the 20th century face-to-face, the very people who shaped the history of the world. Most of us only dream of these experiences, but for one street-smart New Jersey kid, these experiences are merely pages from the book of his life. We're speaking, of course, about the intrepid explorer Henry Jones Jr., known as, better to all of us, as Indiana Jones. Beautiful, Alessandra. Beautiful. Thank you. And I'm going to read the little part that you're talking about with Rick McCallum, um, just a bit about how they come up with the series like budget and how they write it too which is really interesting it says um we've we're making this for the same price as an average action adventure series episode and we shoot ours in almost 15 countries we're shooting for an almost 44 weeks non-stop the actual process of bringing a young indiana jones episode to life requires the hundreds efforts of hundreds of people Long hours are spent in each department to make Indy's adventures happen, and it all begins with a story from the creative mind of George Lucas. We basically have a story conference with all the writers, Rick reveals. We sleep together in a house near San Francisco. We eat, sleep, and stay together for one month and work from 7.30 in the morning until 7.30 at night. Every day, we plot out an episode and spend the next morning rewriting that episode. To do 15 episodes in 30 days is very, very difficult. We'd then we write for we rewrite for six months. One of the things we insisted on was having all the scripts done before the prep, uh, and then it goes on and on about the different months and how it works. Um, and then they give it like so. We did see this in some of the interviews, um, like the ones from like the DVD thing. Um, remember, it was kind of like a like the George Lucas interview, the look inside. One, yeah, yeah. Um, they were talking and like talking to the writers and talking about the the historical people who had to like go through everything and basically break down exactly what's going to be in every episode, uh, what we need to see down to the smallest details. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and this book also goes into we get to hear a little bit about uh, George Hall who played um, old Indy Indy in, yes. in uh, at the age of ninety three. And yes. I think this would be a great segue into, mm-hmm. um, we watched all 15 parts on YouTube of yep. the old Indiana Jones. And, um, and I have yeah. quite a bit to say about these pieces. So, oh, from, so we just uncover so much about this show every time we like look stuff up about it. So just correct me if I'm wrong. So old Indy started was in the middle and ended each episode because this is basically the whole show was basically him at age 93 recalling these experiences and bringing them to these you know modern time situations yeah i mean it seems like he bookended every episode yeah okay except for the one that was bookended by harrison ford himself there There was a special one because it was only 15 episodes 
This was before the VHS release situation. So this was only 15 episodes, and those 15 episodes were only 45 minutes each or whatever. Because they're not the full stories. Um, Some of them are an hour, like an hour and a half long, but... Like the the one with Sidney Bechet, or no, 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 sorry, that's the Harrison Ford one. There's another one. The, the the ones with old Indy are only supposed to be 45 minutes long. So okay, that's why they kind of like had their individual things. Like he would stay on the same topic, but dude, yeah, we gotta talk about these. This this was like a show in itself, dude. Like I was. I was just blown away with all this new information with this old indie scenes. Yes, um, a, a lot of them I thoroughly enjoyed. Some of them felt a little campy um, and just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I I enjoyed old Indy. I don't think he would have been this aggressive <laughs> in his old age. He just <laughs> seemed... He just seemed uh, so aggressive and senile. Like in that donut episode yeah. where the, oh, yeah. Yeah. where that kid behind the counter was like, Lady, I have to go all the way to the back and pick up a donut. Like I work so hard. Can you just <laughs> like that? I'm sorry. Some of these some of these yeah. are so ridiculous. I couldn't they, I couldn't stand them. But I agree. But dude I agree. Part two with fucking Vicky. Like, yep. are you kidding me? The fact yep. that we went through this entire series yep. being like, what happened to Vicky? And here she fucking was this whole time. <laughs> like, like, we had no idea. And it, he's, like, telling a story, like, having dinner. And he, like, overhears this woman behind him talking about how, you know, women need to be equal or something. And he goes, Vicky? And this old lady turns around, and it's fucking Vicky. And, and then they hug. And it's just like the I I I was yelling at the TV. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> I seriously went, what the fuck? And then I re then I rewinded it and then I watched it again. And I was like, Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I'm so pissed. It's been years since we watched that episode, too. Like, if you think about it, you know, it's been, like, two-plus years since we watched that episode with Vicky. So but we every time no after idea. that, every time after that, when, yeah. when Indy meets a girl, we're like, get rid of her! She's not as good as Vicky! Like, every every girl that well, comes for, up. Except for that one girl, Edith, who was, like, the older woman. Oh, yeah, she was great. Yeah. Like, she also was amazing. Um, oh yeah, she was awesome. But um, and I, I just loved in the interviews how uh, Sean Patrick Flannery would constantly say like, "Oh, you know, one of his girlfriends was Catherine Zeta Jones," and I was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> like, you would consider her a girlfriend?" <laughs> like, I think what? I just that you know, what, listening to us talk about that episode again definitely was kind of odd because we know that she wasn't really his girlfriend and she was kind of just like stringing him along the whole time and yeah but um yeah i i did like them talking about the historical figures and stuff you know Mm -hmm. in, in those in those interviews with with sean patrick flannery i like truly like even today i would just i would freak out if we got to like interview sean patrick flannery like i think Oh, it man. would be such an experience for us because of if, how much we've gone through with him. 
<laughs> if only our little podcast was big enough to catch SPF's attention, like I would probably die. Um, and, <sighs> and and he loves talking about it. Like every interview yeah. that I've that I found with him on YouTube, um, like at uh, you know d- different cons, like he's excited to talk about the show. Um, it was the best like, part of his life. Like I mean, it really was. He went to like dozens of countries. Like there's no way you're gonna live up to that. You know, it's like. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and who could and who could ask for that? Um like it's oh my gosh, like all these people had such an opportunity of a lifetime even though some of the experiences seemed kind of crazy like boat ca- oh boats God. capsizing on the Tana River. Yes, and, I got to find that like I have to find And like and that footage that. of them finding a snake and like putting it in a bag so they can release yes. it somewhere far away from like I was like no, they did it, like, not just find a snake. It like grabbed somebody's arm, like like it kind of yes, like, it did. Like it it did. took someone. And then the part in the book where they were talking about a hotel they were staying at in Africa, and there were these huge furry spiders that they had to basically use lighter fluid to kill. Yes, like I, I gotta <laughs> read that part. I gotta ridiculous. read it. It's so it was funny. Ridiculous. Um, I was like, are you serious right now? Yeah. The. They they talked about it in the book. I think it was was it the Sean Patrick was it the Flannery part where he discusses that because I thought it was so funny. Um, but yeah, they had to like they they really explained in the book that there was this part where they were in Africa and they had to take several boats to get to this extremely remote camp that they made and one of the boats, like, capsized and they lost, like, millions of dollars of stuff or something. Like, you know, like, and it was really horrible and scary. And and everybody got really sick, too. Like, they couldn't really drink the water. Yeah, they talked about disease a lot on set, especially in areas where they couldn't really bring supplies to themselves. And then when they were in, like, Russia or something, they had to, they had to take a truck to Germany to get vegetables because the, because the stores there would barely sell any fruits or vegetables and people were getting scurvy. Like, mm-hmm. like that's insane. That's absolutely insane. I can't even fathom <laughs> what these I, people I know. went through. I, I gotta find... Okay, I think it is the... And the love that they still have for the show, even after all this craziness. <laughs> like, I don't even... I don't even understand. They're getting, like, paid to have adventures, you know? Basically. Um, it, it It's pretty incredible. It is. Um, are, we done, are we done talking about Old Indy or... Uh... Well, okay, I just... Yeah, I agree also the Old Indy stuff was written really weirdly because <laughs> he was really pushy about his stories. And they did not fit in right. Like, they tried to set it up so that he'll be, like, explaining this really long thing. Like, he's like, when I was a kid and I went on a tour with my father and my mother. (laughs) It just pissed me off that in the experiences, no one would learn from what he was talking about. The only guy who seemed to kind of learn something, but, like, it was still... It still kind of irked me a little bit how they wrote this, and I feel like they could have wrote it a bit more, I don't know, was the hospital episode. Yeah, with the guy guy who got shot. Conservative. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like that one. I I liked it. Yeah. I I liked it. It just, it just, I don't know. It, it like, triggered me bad because because 
like all the shit that's happening right now interesting oh i know it was, was like, like it was this conservative dude who was just like these these liberals like they're never gonna learn he's like, and oh I, you're oh, a liberal God. And oh my gosh, she was making such racist assumptions, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, I'll fucking tell you, buddy!" Like I was like, like "1992." Like I'm so glad that they were like having these discussions on the TV. You know, it's like, yes, I know, right? It was an important like distinction, and we like see this now, and we're like, "This is still a fucking problem." Yeah, it's still a fucking problem, and the fact that I mean, I'm glad that the guy. Um, offered to give blood afterwards, but just it, it just felt so. It just felt so unrewarding at the end of his little section because he was like, he was like, sure, I'll give blood. I I have AB negative, and then he was like, sorry to have met you, and I was like, wow, sorry that you yeah. like learned something and you weren't fucking ignorant anymore. Like I just <laughs> it was bad. I like, know it, it was bad. Ugh, it was like not the ending I wanted, and I was angry about it. I was like this. I was like you. Ugh, ugh. Okay, I, I found the the little part about the spiders because I had it, I had it uh, tagged here. Okay. Oh, perfect. So this is Sean Patrick Flannery talking about the the place that they stayed in Lamu in Africa. Um, he said there was this, they were staying in literally the entire in the only hotel in the entire island, and they didn't have like electricity or anything. And he yeah. says. So there's like no, no windows. windows. They were just like holes in the side of the of the rooms. Yeah. So it says there are these huge spiders that would cruise in my window. This tiny diameter, probably four and a half, five inches, huge furry spiders. And there was these this little can of kills it spray sitting on the shelf that comes with a surgical mask. On the directions, it says in English, hold six feet away from insect you intend to kill. Turn your face away, wear a gas mask, and leave the premises immediately after firing, if possible. Yes. <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh. And, he, and then he, you know, talks no. about how much he loved Prague and stuff, um, it, which he does explain in the interview as well that he had, like, in the 2000s with that lady. Yeah, because apparently Prague was a place to be, like, in the 90s. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was apparently, it's apparently hopping. It, it says that it's basically, it says... They did it in an overall plan to return the city back to its 1910 state. So apparently at this time, Prague looked just like it did in the 20s. Like, Prague w- had not changed. This city certain had section not changed. of their city. Yeah. yeah, literally looked exactly the same way that it did. And so it was amazing, apparently. And I don't yeah. know what it's like now, but it's a bit more touristy now. And so. that's so interesting to read about because, you know, with Prague, who was actually trying to... Uh, keep their history and you know keep their traditions alive where egypt and places like china yeah were like trying to tell the the production producer. studio yeah the producer yeah to shoot like shoot the telephone lines going over the the pyramids because we're so advanced and we're so technologically advanced like like we're we're uh we're ahead and but they're like that's not that's not what this is about (laughs) yeah that was really interesting too like they were like yeah we got to you know we have to make it look like it's supposed to look but yeah they were saying like yeah in in china and in like egypt they were like but look at this stuff that we did and he's like but we're not we're not like so there's no technology but you know obviously the translation is really different um and they don't really care about preserving their history which like in egypt he was saying, which is really sad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, with with cultures with such like 
like fruitful histories and just like so much to their to like how they got to where they are like why wouldn't you want to preserve that i have no idea it really is it's a crazy it's, it's a, a crazy like uh like narrative that these almost. people yeah 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 um, and I really liked the, it was it was at the very end of the book, but um, he was kind of talking about how, of course, shooting in the different countries was an obstacle, but also kind of like um, having a rapport with the different um, crews that they, that they hired in each country. Like they would have, you know, Chinese crew, Egyptian crew, like all this, all these t- different types of crews. And he like talked a lot about, you know, not staying in fancy hotels or not trying to seem like you know, I, I guess, like, super American, or, like, yeah. you know, just, mm-hmm. like, trying to, I guess, maybe blend in, or just, you know, be humble, I don't know, but, like, a lot of, a lot of countries didn't care about money, like, China and Egypt, so they didn't really care about money, and, you know, you couldn't really buy your way through to things, like, you just, you just needed to, it, it was interesting, it was an interesting part of the book, um, but the one part I really liked was when the set designer or something uh was talking about miss seymour's house like how yeah. how that was her favorite house yes. to oh. to set up because yeah. like when she when we got to the episode where she dies basically like and you get to yeah. see her house she has like all her little trinkets from traveling i almost want to rewatch it so i could like look around and see kind of what she'd collected because you never see it in the show but of course she'd picked up some souvenirs and things from each place and mm-hmm. like i almost want to rewatch that scene so i could look around a bit better but i thought that and, was super sweet yeah now that we're talking about uh, miss seymour um she does have a little part of this book she kind of it's talking about the actress um margaret margaret Tizak. Um, and she's really sweet the way that she just, she talks about this. She, she says like, you know, she really enjoyed spending time with, with Corey and stuff. She says, my impression of Sean is that he's an intelligent, hardworking, humorous, and courteous young man. She responds, and as far as Corey is concerned, one could describe him by the same words, but add to it. Because of his youth, a ravenous curiosity about absolutely everything in the world and everything he comes across. There is less nothing he doesn't want to read, nothing he doesn't want to know. It's not always restful. It's so cute. Um, I know. I love Corey so much more because of this book and all I these know. like interviews. Uh, he's just such a precious bean. He's he's like, I just wanted to get really comfortable with all of the snakes. And I was like picking up a snake with my friend and then I was like meeting new new kids when we were there and I was like you are just like Andy <laughs> yeah exactly oh man it was so cute that what he was describing I was like oh my god yes I definitely really love Corey now a little bit more because yeah he was so I also sweet. feel like uh there was a section of the book that I read that made me feel like I should make amends for one of the episodes because I feel like I I rated it too harshly back in the day <laughs> um because uh it was the one oh what was his name it was the one written or directed by um Carrie Fisher the one that was written no by Carrie Fisher? Oh. no not Carrie Fisher the one uh, the one that I hated, the one that was like oh. with the with the bureaucrats. With yes, the, with yes, the, yes. The one directed by the Monty Python guy. 
Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, And, yes. like, and I re-listened to that episode, and, like, we laughed and had such a good time talking about it. I don't know why I was in such, like, a horrible mood. I think I was yeah. still... I think I was still a little peeved that, you know, the episodes really weren't, like, the young indie episodes, which, you know, I had enjoyed so much, and the some of the some of the episodes with SPF are pretty campy and uh and can be a little can be a little much sometimes and uh maybe this one just like threw me over the edge um yeah. especially with him becoming a spy and i just feel like i mean with with a director with a director who who did like Monty Python and is like actually a really great comedic writer and a really great comedic person, like I sh- I should have appreciated the comedy that was put into this episode and I feel like I didn't, so I just want to make some amends right now. Well, I think that's a good place to put in the next part of our indie mashup because um, it isn't in that one; it's in the next one. But just so we can get through this, because the one you're talking about is episode fourteen, espionage escapades. Um, oh, yes, yes. But the next mashup is uh, episodes 6 through thir- six through 13. Yeah, so um, get to hear all about us reacting to Sean Patrick Flannery for the first time. <laughs> oh, yes. Enjoy, and we will talk to you all afterwards. Spring Break Adventure! Princeton in Mexico, 1916. I was not prepared to lose Little Indy. Yeah, I pretty much was going to call this episode a piece of garbage. <laughs> I also, But I did think Sean Patrick Flannery was a looker. He's very sexy, but... <laughs> in the first ones, the mistakes that, that Little Indy makes are because he's, like, you know, six. So you're like... Well, and oh, it's yeah. also because he's just, like, throwing a baseball around and not, you know, joining the Mexican Revolution. Why would you steal your own plans, mister? So Indy comes to the comes to prom looking super cool. Shows shows off his uh, little little drag racer to a Brandon. And uh, they all have a good old... Good old hockey game. What? I don't know. <laughs> And look at he has like a receding hairline. Yeah. Like how old is he now? I don't know. It's like five years later. He's got a freaking caterpillar mustache. The History Channel was uh was not helping me on their website. Mm. They like they like gave me a small introduction and then they're like, want to learn more history? Sign up. And I'm like, no, just give me my information I need. So why? I don't know. He just ups and decides to join the revolution. He's like, well, screw my dad. I'm not even going to go home. The friend, when Indy's riding off on the horse, is like, what am I going to tell your dad? And I'm like, that guy's got the right priorities. Like, honestly. When when do they when, when do they find time to go find a post office? And then this guy, this guy's like, why does it matter? Just each, each guy who comes into power, either way, my chickens are getting stolen. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in it's charge. Like, this person comes, they take my chickens. This other person comes, says, it's going to be better for you, and he takes my chickens. Like, every single time, he's taking my chickens. So. You guys now are saying that you're here for me, but what do you do? You take my chickens. Like, this guy, all the phalanges crossed. <laughs> that the next episode is better. What? I want Miss Seymour back. Where's Miss Seymour? I know. We need freaking Miss Seymour back. Chapter 7. Yes. Love's sweet song. I'm half surprised they picked up back, like, right where they left off. But they're both just, like, pretending to be working on something. Like, oh, boat stuff, boat stuff. Pretend to be doing boat stuff. (laughs) Boat stuff. Indy casually running into geniuses all the time. 
So or a historical figure like freaking Where's Waldo? Let's find the historical <laughs> figure in this indie episode. Which there's a few. There's a few of them. There are three. There are three Shans in this episode. <laughs> Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, yeah. Sean. Sean the brother yeah. and Sean the writer. I know. It's like why couldn't they make the brother's name not Sean? And I'm like watching this and I'm like, is this the love sweet song? Yeah, Remy. Remy's definitely grown on me. Um. I just, I felt so bad for him. Like, that scene where he had that single piece of cheese yeah. just, like, sitting on that plate. <laughs> yeah. And then Indy just eats it. I'm like, what the fuck, he got, like, Indy? He got, like, a fork in his knife. Why are people so attracted to Remy? He's literally, like, a giant fat rat. Huge. Alessandra. He looks like... Remy's brother in Ratatouille. I, I had to back up and be like, did he say Tudor? I was like, are we gonna fucking see Miss Seymour? I mean, I'm just gonna be sad if he falls in love with somebody else from now on. I'm just gonna be like, but what about Vicky? I know, like any other person that he like even locks eyes with, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like, Andy, what the fuck you doing? And then at the very end, comments, notes 31 and 32, I wrote, these two in all caps. <laughs> I give it a I give it a ten treasures out of ten treasures. <laughs> the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, episode eight. Trenches of yep. Hell. She had no idea if he was even gonna live, which there were many times in this episode where I thought Indy was gonna die. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately we know that he's not gonna die. I mean, I guess fortunately, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's not a uh, single yeah. woman in this entire episode. Hey, hey, hey! Don't. <laughs> no, that's not true. Remy, Who was... when they when when they have two days <gasps> oh, of leave, shit. Oh, Remy, okay, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god, how is Remy still alive? Like, he got through. Like, really, hey, man. Like, hey, man, too soon. Don't don't talk about that yet. Indie, don't mess. He's seen shit. I mean, there is just so many really, like, terrible things that happen in this episode. <laughs> two. Two ladies. Two ladies. I said, oh, shit, Remy getting on when he yeah, got a he wife. wife. Like, what the hell, buddy? He what apparently needed doing? some company. Oh, all the class clowns have to go here so that we can have a special eye on them. Like, I just, like... So the Russians get... Everybody gets packages. Every once in a while, yeah. Um... Which which for would some not reason happen. is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. They're like, in a war what camp. Kind of- are, they <laughs> the Germans don't care if they if they have mail. They're not gonna fucking yeah. give them mail. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like presents. <laughs> this is not like a regular prison. They don't care okay? if, you, if your family loves you and sends you. Like no, your family doesn't even know where you are. They probably had to tie all the little strings together to make one super long string and then just keep adding to that to then make it fat. I don't know. They, they like made it like a really thick rope. I don't understand. Freaking twine rope is not sturdy enough for two people and it Who and the two knew? men Who fucking knew? fall into the water while screaming. The they scream them all fall. the way down and then splash they... in the water. It's done? The, we don't get any kind yes. of, like, ending? The second it turned black and white, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I give it four treasure chests out of ten treasure chests. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles Episode 9, Demons of Deception. Hundreds yes. of rats. Oh Gruesome. my god. How expensive. 
How expensive? Like every it, t- it had a plane. It had it had everything. It had <laughs> so much stuff. Re- shocking reveal that Remy's leg is fine and that he just got some shrapnel in his gut. That's right. We, we, we like left Remy and didn't know what happened to him. Oh my god, I'm like forgetting everything. He was what like, "Indy, my leg," and that was the last. That's time. right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Remy is such a horn dog. It's ridiculous. He's such a dirtbag. Are you sure he's married? Yeah, he got married. He said, "I got married like that." <laughs> we yeah. are on leave. On whatever. Leave. Because because Indy's father still happens to just helicopter parent him even while he's in the army. <laughs> yeah, which is so. adorable. <laughs> After knowing him for a day and a half, she's like, hey, can you help me move? <laughs> like, this lady's oh, yeah. like, a real step up from Willie, I gotta say. I said, this um, show is just going there. This is not a family-friendly episode. How many How many more episodes are there? I'd like to I'd like to not be in the war anymore. So would you say um, three, three treasure chests? Or three, uh, what is it? Three... <laughs> What did I say? Treasure Three chest? forbidden eyes. <laughs> three adventures. I don't know. Three uh three out of ten bones. I don't know, man. Three out of ten I'm artifacts. Three out of ten nuggets. This <sighs> this belongs in a museum's. Three out of ten holy grails. There we go. <laughs> what? Ten episodes. Ten whole episodes. It it honestly feels like we've been doing this for four years already. Phantom Train of Doom. Phantom Train of Doom. <laughs> Which was probably one of my favorite episodes of this show. Like, this hands down. was so awesome. I it really, really enjoyed was. it a lot. This, this is my description of the camp. As I walk through the camp, you see a bunch of old people and a clown. <laughs> <laughs> So the supply truck won't be here for a couple of days. So instead they take a, like a jalopy and (laughs) (laughs) I've nicknamed him Indy Eye Roll Jones because he eye rolls like three times in this, in this part. I definitely like Remy the most in this episode. Such a good episode. He has so many great lines too. He's just, he's so funny. He just complains to Indy the entire time in his Belgian accent. And it's just, and it's just such a huge 180 because before we're, we're just like ragging on Remy and about him I know, being, I know, like, I love being a terrible husband and just, <laughs> and just sleeping with hookers all the time. Like, <laughs> how would you catch up with a train on one of these teeter totter things? Well, what are we going to call Indy and his little troop of old men? That they're like, let's, the, let's the old them, geezers. I want to call them like the A team, but like something else. I mean, the, you can call them the A team. The 80 team. The age team. Wonderful. Brilliant. I've told you this stupid disguises wouldn't work. It's disguises. Disguise, the disguises, disguise don't matter. Look what you've got me to do. Oh, great. So now suddenly it's all my fault. (laughs) Remy is so angry that he pronounces disguises as disquizzes. (laughs) Indian Remy end up in... In a balloon, and they don't know that they're in the bal- in a balloon. The other, the rest of the age team is is in a car, so they're trying to escape in a another um, jalopy. What was it? A j- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely give this episode a ten forbidden eyes out of ten forbidden eyes. 
the Young Indiana Jones episode 11, Oganga, the giver and taker of life. Just, these episodes just completely contradict each other. Jenny, if you guys hear cat meowing, it's because I am... <laughs> I'm at the cat's house. He, he goes, he, he honestly goes like, like that as he's falling. This guy is just like, I, I was like, those are his last words? Are you serious? Throwing shade are his last words? Remy looks Almost. less chubby in this episode. Did you notice? And then Indy, like in a, in a, a haze. crazed a fashion. A crazed haze, yeah. for sure. Like, like you know, in, in that crazy state where you, like, just get up from a nap and you, like, don't know what year it is. <laughs> yeah, but, and like, you're, just, like, you're like sick, a, you know? But you're sick. Yeah. But you're sick and dying. And dying, for sure. <laughs> so so it's, it's only that, but times, like, 20. Yeah, because he looks awful. I mean, the makeup makes him look really shitty. That's right. And Remy lost a, lost two toes. Oh, he did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because of, because of his Because of his leg worms, the doctor oh. said he had to remove two toes. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, I didn't make it Yeah. Time. He said, he said, like, um, he said, so don't expect me to dance anytime, or don't oh. ask me to dance anytime soon. I know, I and then Indy, quip. <laughs> and then Indy made this horrible joke right after that. He was like, he's like, oh, no, I would never ask you to dance because then I might lose some toes. And he's like, oh, sorry, too soon. <laughs> and Remy and his spray painted hair. Guess I'll give this one eight treasure chests out of ten treasure chests. I'm going to give this Eight, eight out of ten toes. Twelfth <laughs> episode, it's Attack of the Hawkman. I wanted to remark that when he's talking to Remy about this, who's totally thinking that they're going to get caught, by the way. Um, because, because Remy is always thinking like exactly. that. He's, he's always thinking the worst. He's, <laughs> he's like, we're going to die. We're going to get executed. We're gonna go to jail. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. This We're gonna get the firing idea. squad. Baby Indy was so great, but but SBF is God, super, I love him, man. super great. Also, dear Ned, I'm out of Africa, which is fantastic. And that's right. That's right. I'd love to work for the French because the Belgian don't know what the fuck they're doing. Indy says goodbye. We may never see Remy again. No, and I don't think so. And good riddance. <laughs> He tells Indy that that he cannot land the plane if the wheel is broken. So Indy needs to get out of his seat, crawl out onto the wing, and check the wheel. (laughs) If this, I mean, whether or not you have a wheel, you're landing the plane. So, yeah. so you have you don't have a choice. So I don't understand. You don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. So Indy didn't have to do this, and these these planes are very zippy. <laughs> yeah. The plane's very zippy and whipping around all over the place because they're zippy. getting they're still getting shot at. The plane flips around, and Indy is now on the bottom of the plane, holding on to the bar in between the wheels, which is a hilarious visual from a far away. Like somehow they've made this miniature where this little person is dangling. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Manfred von Richthofen, which is which is the Red Baron. And these are the names that I wrote down before I found out it was <laughs> Yes, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Th- th- this is purely off of hearing the YouTube video. So so here's the first one. Baron von Wickendorfen. <laughs> um Baron von Vorikofen. <laughs> <laughs> and a mixture of the two. Baron, I, I, I did get Man, Manfred, or Man, but I, I called him Manford. Uh, yeah. So it's it's Manfred, and I put down Baron Manford Voren Dickenhofen. <laughs> and so then he's fumbling with his, with his map hankies. They're on the way to the train station. 
Indy is given a bicycle, which you and I both know Indy, Indy does his best work on a bike. Yes, he does. Because if we recall correctly, he got away from two motorcycled Germans, I believe, in a city yeah. on a pedal bike. On a, on a fucking pedal, pedal bike. bike, okay? Like, holy shit. You give this man a bike, he's gonna get shit done. Uh, he's got it. He's got the legs for it. SPF goes hard. He does. Leg, legs, go, legs go SPF. Legs go Indy. SPF. But he turned the box into a camera. In a gym, no less, where where these guys were taking a shower. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of man butt in the background. You see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone go see the man butt. <laughs> and, then, and then again, before they get to the hangar, the guy's like, don't light one of those cigars in the hangar because there's a Zeppelin in there and it'll blow the fuck up. Yep. And, and guess what the fuck happens? It blows the fuck up! I give it... Three golden eyes out of ten golden eyes. <laughs> we are talking about the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles Chapter 13 Avengers in the Secret Service. Are they dukes? No. They, he, he said princes. Like, he said prince something and prince other guy. <laughs> so Indy, Indy grabs his bike and we all know that he does his best work on, on a bike. On a bike. One of them has um, a letter from his sister, the Empress Empress Zita. It sounded like he said Empress Zita. Like. Yeah, a little Empress. I totally get it. Little. No, that's something else. What, what's little? Yeah, it's like Ita. It makes it little. That's right. Like Huguito, a little juice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Indy walks back and I guess into the wrong car and yeah. and what's left is this like is literally I'm I'm sorry to this guy but he is the ugliest scariest, scariest <laughs> looking pig man like sitting there <laughs> um and, and the guy like very creepily like puts his hand in his jacket and Indy yeah. and Indy strangles him because he thinks that yeah. he's, he's, he thinks the guy's gonna oh, shoot him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This guy's like, oh no, please don't. Yeah, he's, he's like, can you do anything? He's like, can I'll I get a cigar? Going. Like, he's trying to get a cigar out. And, yeah. And Indy, Indy strangled an innocent man. They go to, like, some scary fortress prison mansion. They're all just like, they don't know what they're doing either, so they're just like, this is it, this is how we die, you know? They're, they're just like ready for it at this point because they're just like we don't know anything about what's going on. I'm glad you brought it up because because someone else wears it later and I'm like, I am loving these capes. It's all very confusing. But then they take him inside the creepy fortress mansion. Take him down into fucking the Phantom of the Opera's like dungeon cave. Like (laughs) (laughs) And then and then and then the best part of the whole episode (laughs) happened. (laughs) Yeah. We are met we are met by a guy that looks like Kenneth Branagh and Elizabeth Bennet. <laughs> yeah. And also Christopher Lee. I was like, why does this lady sound like Kira Knightley trying to sound like Jennifer L? And I was, <laughs> and I was like, because it's Jennifer L. Damn you and your bloody diplomacy, diplomacy and like all that stuff. I wrote, Indy, stop side-eyeing Saruman. He'll come after you. Seven Russian bridges at a... At a, at a <laughs> That was how the, it. This is how the sausage gets made, Emily. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Did not know. 
I mean, okay, so I actually wanted to bring up, now that you, you mentioned that you were, you kind of partially judged espionage escapades which you'll find out that um emily you gave it one out of ten telephones and i gave it <laughs> i gave it three out of ten hip thrusts um it definitely i would have rated it higher because it was very funny and when we were talking about it it is very funny so you guys will enjoy that when you listen to the next part of the mashup oh there's a big fly in my room i don't want you to be in here buddy uh oh uh oh so sh- should we take this time to, to re-rate it? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, I would say that it was... Hmm, I'm going to say it was, it was 6.5 out of 10 hip thrusts. 6.5? Okay, okay. All right. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a good... Uh, Seven. Seven telephones out of out of ten telephones. <laughs> um, we do have a lot of very funny ratings, and I wrote them all down, the different things that, we, that we've that we rated, like the things that we call them. Um, oh, yes. Please, uh, please enlighten us with what they were. So many. So a lot of them are treasures or treasure chests, because that's what we were doing in the beginning. Or golden eyes or... Oh, oh no. Well, Old Eyes was, was a James Bond episode. Yeah, so, like, most of them are other, like, treasure chests. That's in the beginning, and then as it, as it went on, we kind of just made up our own. Um, we kind of forgot a lot of things, too, because when we're talking about them in the, in the episodes, we'll be like, um, yeah, I don't remember this plot point that happened, you know, two years ago. And, <laughs> and even another one that we were talking about was... You were like, I don't want to do another year of this. And it turns out that we did another year of it. Like, it was, like, episode, like, uh, 17. And you were like, oh, I just don't want to have to do another year of this. And then, lit- or 14. And we completely did it again for, like, another year. And so, it, it's... I just don't want to let Indy go. But anyway. So, we've got... we got face scars. We've got engraved cigarette cases. We've got... Um, severed fingers, toes, yams, forbidden eyes, uh, Russian bridges, hip thrusts, holy grails, you know, it's, it's hilarious. Bones, nuggets, peace treaties, boats, rotating cakes. (laughs) (laughs) Rotating cakes, oh man. And the water cantinas, uh, one as well. Um, the one thing I do want to bring up, uh, you said severed fingers, and I remember that's that's because of the Dracula episode. Um, yes, I do want to bring up that I'm I'm glad that we watched the old indie parts because yes, it did yes. in fact it did in fact tell us that this was a Halloween episode. Yes, it did of oh, Young so Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yes, yes. Oh, I know. And uh, and technically the the. The China episode was a Thanksgiving episode. Yes, uh, he it was. was. Yes. Yeah, did not did not catch that from just watching the the, the edits. So well, that's interesting. Well, I mean, I remember at the very end of that episode that they sat down and had like the mom was like, "This is what we call Thanksgiving dinner." You remember? Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> I do, I do want to bring up, um, I felt bad that the mom's part of the book was, like, so short. Oh, I know. And she had literally nothing to say. Like, she just said, 
Um, like I'm sure, I'm sure Indy's sense of adventure came from her, and his and his love for history came from came from his dad. But like, like I don't know. I I felt like the mom's the mom section of the book was was pretty weak. It was pretty weak. It was you know she was a weak character. Like I I mean she we, was. She we was. didn't really like her that much. Um, I did kind of like feel a little bit more for Ronnie Couturier who played um, Remy. Obviously, listening back and just ratting on Remy the whole time is hilarious. Um, but this actor seems like a pretty decent dude. Like, he definitely doesn't have the same personality as Remy does. So, um, yeah, of course not. And it was cool hearing that he was a very prominent, or probably still, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing now. But, you know, at yeah. the time, he was a very prominent actor in in uh, in Belgium. Like, he was actually a, a Belgium actor. And Belgian, sorry, Belgian actor. And, uh... And I, I really liked how they, they kind of told us what everyone kind of worked on, like all the directors, yeah. all of the yeah. actors, like kind of their backstory. Because, you know, a lot of these people, um, we don't really know because they're kind of before our time. I mean, they're definitely before our time. And uh, and that it was funny kind of watching the um, interviews from, you know, later on after the show was was finished, obviously, and kind of when they were doing the DVD release and they were trying to uh, get a lot of publicity out about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about all the big names that were in it who probably weren't big names at the time. Like, yeah, like yeah. Daniel Craig was not a, was probably not a big name at the time when the show came out. And then now he's just like this huge actor and yeah. with Catherine Zeta-Jones. And it's just... It's just really fun. It's it's really a blast of the past, really. And I, I, I really enjoyed watching those little interviews. Yeah, I, I did like them, like, retroactively talking about this stuff. Um, even the Jeffrey Wright one where he, you know, he played Sidney Bechet. He was a little bit... Jeffrey Wright was, like, not happy to be in this interview, but... Um, well, and it was so short. Like, they're just like, hey, short. you did this one thing one time. How was that? And he was like, it was cool. And then, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Was it good? That's a good uh, Jeffrey Wright there, Emily. Like, that's it. He's just he has like a he has like a cool like like just smoothness to his voice. Like it's he's he's he really does. nice he's, to listen to. He is very nice to listen to. He would be he's good to very listen wonderful. to like a whole audiobook, like just of Ooh, please, Jeffrey. Mm. <laughs> Make <Yeah>. an audiobook. <laughs> I you know, we I'd we already it. went through all of these cool people that were in this show. Um it, it, I am just kind of looking through this again, this book, and it really made me feel so much, like, pride for it because it was an incredible feat. Like, nobody had ever done a TV show like this before, and Rick McCallum says that he wanted it to, you know, it says in 1992, all the barriers in Europe will be broken down, and it will be one community with close to 450 million people that's 200 million more people than the United States. I think he's talking about the EU and how the EU was going to be made at that time. And I was just, like, thinking, like, oh, my God, like, we don't have, like, we're reading this as a reference in, like, 2020. Like, this was, like, 30 years ago that this book was written. And our perspective of this show is like, oh, yeah, it's a show. It goes all the way around the world. And we're judging it so harshly every week that we watch this. But it's like, this was an incredible feat. Like, no one has ever seen a show like this on TV again, you know? Yeah, exactly. And 
And uh, I just really hope that, you know, moving forward, I'll see little, like, I don't know, like, like if, if we go to future cons or if we do something here or there and there just happens to be, like, a young indie memorabilia or like a souvenir anywhere like I'm, I'm gonna have to pick it up like this is like yeah this, this is a this is a chunk of my life now yeah yeah it, it's like <laughs> this. you know it's like three and a half years of our life like it's like a big you know obviously we're not as involved as the filmmakers but to us it's just like this is this has been a journey well, and I feel like with a lot of movies and series that I really enjoy, I like to know this kind of stuff. And the fact that we were able to get our hands on this book, like, again, Alessandra, like, thank you so much for buying this. Like, I love hearing about the process of making stuff like this. And the fact that this was so detailed and so, like, just just so meaty with information, it, it just really, it just really made me appreciate the show a lot more. Definitely. And in the in our edits, you do talk about how you really want to cosplay as Miss Seymour. I know. I have to do that now. I've said it too many times. I yeah. just and, and my love of her will just never die. So I just, I need, I need to do this. This is, I this think is important to me. I think it would be really cool if both of us, like, figured out how to make, you know, costumes from this era. If you could be, be like, a gender-bent, like, SPF, like, that'd be amazing. <sighs> Oh, and then, my God! And then I'll just be like Miss Seymour. Don't Seymour. even tempt me right now. <laughs> I can't. I, I just sewed my own shirt. I can do anything now. You can do anything. No, that's not true. I mean, it's very difficult to make these costumes, but you know what? I could try. Like, I could really spend a lot of time making this and go nowhere with it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Segwaying into costumes, was there anything interesting from the costume section you wanted to talk about? I know you had, I know you had texted me saying like, Emily, I can't wait for you to get to the get to the costume section. Well, mostly because you love costumes, like so. I was just I like, do, and it was interesting hearing about her saying that you know she'll try to make, um, she'll try to make costumes with actual like uh, vintage fabric to make it actually feel uncomfortable because this is how something would have looked and talking about she mostly talked about baby indie stuff um and then then kind of and then kind of the obstacles with working around styling spf with his hat um which makes sense i kind of wish this this section was a bit more involved because there's so many costumes in this um and you know a lot of the a lot of the people who worked on the show like the set designers and the costume designers really enjoyed that they really got to change up and use their costume abilities like to their fullest because they had different countries to work with, different time periods to work with, different like sets of people with their own identities through their own clothing that they were really able to just just give it their all like every episode. Yeah. Like it was such a different atmosphere and scene every episode that it's truly just like so many different costuming and set designing jobs in one. Like, it's not just this one thing that you work on the same thing every week. It's like, like talking about, I really enjoyed the section where they were talking about how they had to build Albert Schweitzer's house. Like, just, just in the middle of Africa. Let me read the little bit about the the costume designer and then I will find that Albert Schweitzer thing. Um, It says, one of the most interesting aspects of Charlotte's job is that she gets to design the costumes for some of the most famous people in history. 
She takes great pains to make sure that the actors that are playing these historical figures are dressed accurately. She does this by researching hundreds of photos of these individuals to pick just the right look. She then must go searching for the right clothing items to complete the look accurately. Ironically, the greatest compliment a costume designer can receive is when the audience does not pay attention to the costumes in the show. They should not command attention, but instead accentuate the story being told, adding to its credibility. In the period series like Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, the costumes are an important part of making us believe we are stepping back into the early 1900s. But even if the costumes are so wonderful, viewers are transported into time without taking notice, we should not lose sight of the fact that professionals like Charlotte Holgish have worked very hard to ensure that the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles paints an accurate picture of the era that Young Indiana Jones lives in. Exactly. Um, I will find it. The set, the production designer, Gavin Bouquet, um, there's a lot of beautiful pictures in this book, too. There's, like, a middle part with, like, actual, like, um, color photos, and then throughout there's a bunch of black and white photos. Um, this guy says, I think one of the most pleasing sets we've done is Albert Schweitzer's compound used in the Africa 1917 episode, says Gavin. Certainly we don't have to have a huge amount of money for construction work and then yet when we go to a country like Kenya where our money is worth more to us we can invest more on that side. It was obvious from the start that Schweitzer's compound was going to have to be something that we build from scratch. There was no way that we could find that as a location. You automatically adjust your finances and your budget to allow you to do that. One reason is why we said why that set was so enjoyable to make because it was something we had to recreate and then he kind of discusses that you know, there's a lot of sets and stuff that they had to build, just like in that interview that we saw where he was, like, showing the physical model to the director. I believe that was him. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, and yeah. he was like, we like to make little mini models because the directors love these because then they can visualize it. Like, they can see how they're going to move the camera. And he was like, and we put a train here, and it's all like we're playing with little toy trains. It's so cute. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes, this is the kind of stuff you want to see. And just everyone has such a great love for George Lucas and his, yes. his storytelling capabilities yeah. and just his his love for the stuff that, that he puts his full passion into. Like, just the fact that yep. he had been thinking about how Indy grew up since, since the last movie had come out. Like, yeah. and just people would ask him, like, you know, what's, what's in, what was Indy like as a kid? Like, he's such a... He's such a great movie character that you just want to know more about because he just, he's an archaeologist who goes on adventures. Like, what, what was he like as a kid? And the fact that George Lucas really took this to heart and then made it a reality is, is phenomenal. Yeah, I actually have a little, um, little thing about that since you talk about George Lucas. There is, like, a little bit of an interview with him in this book, too. It says that in 1977, shortly after Star Wars had opened, George Lucas took a vacation in Hawaii with his friend Steven Spielberg, and sitting on the beach one sunny afternoon, he told his filmmaking colleague about a character he had created, an archaeologist adventurer on a hero heroic mission to save the Lost Ark of the Covenant from the sinister clutches of Hitler. And then they both made Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then he says, it started out uh, of a love and idea sorry excuse me it started out of a love of an idea the filmmaker says recalling the inspiration for the series I have an educational foundation working on interactive projects and I've got this idea to get kids involved in history through the young Indiana Jones character 
The turn of the century is my favorite part of history because it has so much to do with the emergence of the modern age we live in today. It seemed like such a great idea and such an interesting adventure that I just got lured into it with creative potential. Isn't it amazing? I mean, I'm just like, I'm so excited that George Lucas was so excited about teaching, teaching kids about history. Yeah, and I recall us saying many times, like, you know, we're learning, we're learning. Like, they're just things that we just did not know about a lot of these people or the fact that, especially for me, that all these people even existed. Yeah, um, dude, I know. Yeah. And the fact that we got to learn about them in a fun way was, and and the fact that, you know, I, I, we talk a lot about in the snippets, like, you know, I tried to find this character, I couldn't really hear the name, um, but I ended up finding them and this is kind of what I found about them on, you know, National Geographic or Wikipedia or whatever. And like, just talking more about this person because it it encouraged us to do our own research and look at these people on our own like it's yeah it's quite amazing it is um i didn't watch all of the deleted scenes did you i just watched that one video um there wasn't i think it was mostly about one episode it was about yeah. the episode where this, the he had break. that girlfriend and went to prom yeah, the, the one oh. with Nancy. Nancy Drew. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Right. Yeah, so I just was like, eh, this is not really useful. Um, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> um, so apparently there's also these young Indiana Jones, uh, like, series that are little books, like, for young adults. Yes, I was looking up on Goodreads, and it just said, like, Indiana Jones publications and it has like young Indiana Jones and the plantation treasure like there's I a doubt bunch of them there's a ton of them I doubt any of them like this is probably just a fan who wanted to write his own story series about young Indiana Jones um like, are I, you I sure when, I don't know I wonder when these were written I mean this guy this this author William McKay. I mean, I mean, he's not George Lucas. I mean, he didn't he didn't make no, no, up no. Indiana Jones. There's so. several of them, and I think they're all like they're sanctioned. Think they're canon. By, yeah, I I don't know if they're canon, but they're sanctioned like by the you know by George. He does Lucas have the and, font, so he it's got every to. like they all look like they're legit. Like even though it's by a couple different authors, that's what they do with like the books now, like the Star Wars books that they write for the new series. Like, it's, it's like they're kind of, like, alongside it. And so it seems like they're all been published in, like, 1991 or 92 or 93. True. If you go down to book 16, there's this one called The Day of Destiny by Nigel Robinson. And it oh. actually has SPF on the cover. It does. It says Verdun. And, it, and it, looks like, it looks like the one that you have. I mean, kind of. Mine's got, like, you know, it's got the same uh, font on it, which is, like, the font of the show. Um, oh, never mind. I thought I thought it looked like yours. <laughs> I, I just went to the cover. You thankfully you sent me the cover, so I know what it looks like. Um, it does say based on the TV series created by George Lucas. So Dude, yeah, so that's interesting. I don't, know, I don't know where to get these from, but uh... <laughs> yeah, like where do you where do you find these ancient relics? I uh, these ones we you'd have to get pretty creative to find them. I I mean they might be on Amazon. They might be elsewhere but this is like he's visiting other countries 
Um, I am. I'm so tempted to buy like at least one of the DVDs so I can so I can see all the behind the scenes stuff. Like they talk yeah. about in in all the interviews we were watching, they talk about the DVD release and how there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. And I like I really want to watch that stuff because there's nothing on YouTube. Like it's yeah, it's you pretty look bare. up Young Indiana Jones Chronicles interview like on YouTube and you get like four videos and that's it. And I'm just like, really? Like nothing else? I don't even have a DVD player, so I can't even play this. So if you get these, (laughs) Uh, my PlayStation is technically a a, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, So should we head into the into the third segment since it's the longest of our edits, and then we can we can talk about trivia and the quizzes. Yeah, that sounds good. So everybody enjoy the last part. I'm sorry it's so long, but. It is very funny. Like, there's some good shit in there. So, also, oh, I also want to say, and I'll just say it afterwards. I'll say it afterwards. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. Enjoy. We're talking about the 14th episode of Indiana Jones. So, Emily texts me in the middle of the day after she watches this episode, um, I think we should, we should stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that you you didn't like this episode or something, but I just gotta say I loved this entire episode. Espionage escapades, aka how fucking shit Indy is at being a spy. But I am certain that the intelligence agency put these put seriously put together a team of, of the goons. worst spies of goons for sure of the worst spies. Yeah, on purpose. Then he he has to get a job. So he goes to... Yes, to get a gerb. <laughs> Do you remember that? So the French guy, in his horrible French accent, says, like, Indy, yeah. you need to get the gerb. <laughs> so how can I help? Get yourself a disguise, and a diplomatic. A disguise. A gerb! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Indy goes and tries to sneak into this room, and this lady... <laughs> And Indy, being the worst spy in the whole world, crashes as soon as he gets into this room, okay? And, okay, then this lady is holding up this dress so high up that so it's... So high it's, up... Because she's not blind. She's not blind. She's, she's just... She's, she's holding dead. up the dress so high up that Indy is behind the dress. He has to back up into, like, the closet, and she, like, lays the dress on top of him. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so she's kind it of blind. so funny. She, it's just hilarious. Ma'am! <laughs> Ma'am! <laughs> oh, this episode is so Ow. ridiculous. My face hurts. <laughs> okay. And then, oh, and then he goes into the barber shop. Yeah. To get up, yeah. And he does the wrong code word, and this guy, like, looks really <laughs> scary at he's him. Like, Don't you want to shave? And he's like, oh, shit, yeah, I do. Even though he's so clean shaven, just no hair to remove. And he's oh, like, man. don't you want to shave? <laughs> and he's like, and yeah. then the chair lowers into the ground. Yes. And he's like, I struck the razor 54 times, <laughs> so it'll be nice and sharp. This guy looked like an axe murderer, like, I swear. <laughs> he looked like Sweeney Todd. Yes, he did. he was gonna come and kill him. And then he's just, like, sitting in the chair, like... And then he gets lowered. <laughs> like, yeah, it's gonna be really sharp then. <laughs> and then he just drops him down. That's exactly what he does. <laughs> and then the best part oh. of... 
probably all of the Indian young Indiana Jones happens, uh. in which SPF has to violently... <laughs> Did you read that off of my thing? Oh, no, I, I use didn't. the word violently. I don't know how he's doing Morse code, but yeah. he's somehow doing Morse code. Indy starts violently thrusting. This is like a three-minute sequence of literally SPF just moving his <laughs> hips, like, around, like, so... And then... It is so funny. He looked like Michael Jackson up there. He's yes. just thrusting his hips and then he starts thrusting them in the morse code yes then the guys are reading up in the box yes his hip thrusting yeah he just shoves her in there i just thought about spf with the hip thrusting (laughs) i know i know oh my god it's very distracting okay i need another tissue who the fuck still has duels it's like 1915 yeah yeah he's so cool you're gonna have such a good time guess what Glusso is the, is the Pink Panther guy. Here okay. we go to the Shuba Gloober. <laughs> Ow, my throat. Oh, my God. And he's like, why don't you tell me you saw him? And he's like, I'm blind. Yes. It was ridiculous. And he, like, feels him with his stick. Yeah. And he goes like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Is this, is this the right person? And he's just point Like, how are you supposed to know who you're poking with your stick? He's going to be Amadeus Shubal Gruber. Shubal Gruber. <laughs> but I can't give it to you. Yes. And he's and, and like, why? Yeah. He's like, because I lost the key. <laughs> and, and he tries to climb up it, but it turns out that the ladder... These ladders are made of, like, biscuits. And halfway through... And the telephone pole is made of taffy. <laughs> All right, now it's time to... Reflect. <laughs> it's reflection time. <laughs> it's reflection time. It's reflection time. Okay. I'm giving it one out of ten telephones. And I'll give it three out of ten hip thrusts. Episode 15. Honestly, I feel like I don't... we're getting close to the end. We are... <laughs> you say that, but we, we just... I don't know, Emily. I really... I don't think so. And I, I recognized one of the men. Oh, did you now? Oh, uh, did you? You mean Lawrence? Ned? Oh, oh Ned? Uh, 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 the Lawrence of Arabia? Is it the same actor? Because I don't... It doesn't even look like the same guy. I was asking the exact same question. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they need to get these troops up to Beerhezda. That's the mm, name of that Beer, place. Beersheba? Beersheba. 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 To Shibaba. So they are trying to trick the Germans into thinking that they are, right, Germans? Yeah. That they well, are going Turks. to... Germans yeah, and, and Turks. Turks. Germans and Turks. Ger- Germans and Turks. Trick- German jerks. The- the jerks <laughs> across the desert which is like a two day traveling and yeah. they're only allowed to take like one cantina and it's awful cantina. I was so angry at this not cantina oh sorry right a cantina is the whole is the whole restaurant <laughs> a canteen is a single water container <laughs> can you imagine they just took the, the cantina like with the all of the tequila and everything. Yeah. But he also says something that he's been to Australia before. I can't find the clip. He's been to Australia before and that he'd flown in a plane with Houdini. Yeah, when did that happen? Ah, uh, ah, uh, 
Emily, I don't know. I said, where's that episode? I mean, I believed it happened, but where's the evidence? Okay, Emily, would you like to explain the problematic next part of this? What, of, in, of where they introduced... In his entire situation and his undercover disguise. <laughs> they put makeup all over his face and eyeliner on him. And yeah, I, it's a little, they darken his skin. It's, very, I, it's problematic. Because, okay, Indy and her kiss, which makes no sense, which kind of makes sense after we figure out that she's actually a double-double agent. So there there was a, an, a, another spy position there that Indy uh, met up with, and he played, like, his cousin. Which yeah, was his cousin. So yeah. Awful. <laughs> it was very bad, yes. I really liked him a lot. I, I, I wish we could have gotten a bit more of him, but... Um, yeah, better than Remy. <laughs> really? Oh, bring really? it up, Remy. You're going to say that about Remy right now? Really? Yep. yep. Oh, man. Remy, Remy the, the fat Remy, rat. Remy was a timeless character. I was on the timeless. <laughs> it's not a real attack, so call off the reinforcements. Exactly. And I'm like, Daniel Craig, how stupid can you be? <laughs> like, first one to the well gets to drink the first water. I don't know. Like, who I, is the best? Um, that's and... true. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it is a great fight. There's so many punches being thrown. They're choking each other. They're hitting each other with things. They're smooshing things onto each, onto each other's heads. Like, pushing each other into trellises and walls and, yes, and pots yes. are falling on them. It is and, so and breaking awesome. breaking chairs on each other. Yeah, oh, they're... my gosh. <laughs> yes. I'd give this four water cantinas out of ten. Yeah, Three? I would say four. four Australian horses out of ten for sure. Yeah. Episode 16, Tales of Innocence. I, I was really worried that he only had one arm, and that he was wearing an eye patch. Um, yes, I was like, okay, this are, has to be a disguise. <laughs> we are aware that Indiana Jones has two eyes and two arms, so... Um, <laughs> Indy takes a bath before he goes into the ambulance. The absolute amazing shit that this bath scene was that we have to play Sean Patrick Flannery singing in the bath. We just have to. Oh, you beautiful doll, you great, big, beautiful doll. <laughs> so cute. I want to hug you, but I feel you great. <laughs> not a singer. <laughs> so cute. He's not a singer like, this cute little, like, this is cute little salute at the end. Yeah. Like, to, up to the side. Yeah. Oh. I was like, Vicky is, like, the best woman he's ever fallen in love with. And, you know, it's kind of like, that's the that's what his standard should be, is the kind of girl that Vicky is. And the, whenever they would spend time with Julietta, like, they didn't, they never said anything. Like, they just, they stood there, they sat there and, like, stared, stared at each other. Stared at each other, like, I know. Never, she had no personality whatsoever. No conversation, none. She no personality. None. <laughs> Ernest. Ernest. Right? Okay. Did, did, did they call him, like, Hemingway? He said something about being Hemingway. Was it him? No. Was that him? No. No. <laughs> no, please, no. No. No, that's not right. No. I gotta look this up. It persuades Julietta to go out on a on a walk with him, and of course, of course, Granny has to follow, and so they're, like, going through town, and Indy's, like, trying to quickly, like, like, rush this girl, like, across town, and she's, like, she's, like, Indy, slow down. Emily, Emily. <laughs> Gra- granny can't keep up. Emily. <laughs> this girl is so annoying. What? What? It is or his coming way. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like um, Corey Stoll in Midnight in Paris. She's like, 
Indy, that was so dangerous. Yeah. And we shouldn't do it. <laughs> she's this girl such talks a so low. Lady. She's just like, but I was getting so angry at Indy at this point because I was like, do not be a douchebag and tell her that this next mission is like you might die during your next mission, yeah. so she needs to like be with you. Like that is such That's an asshole just thing to do. The worst. And he does it anyway. <laughs> and then we have like a little concert where Juliet is playing um the piano. And Umberto's being a little bitch again, which is adorable. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then yeah. Nona is still eating those chocolates from the guy in the picture. So it's her birthday the next day, and the mom invited Indy to the dinner. So Indy finds an instrument because he feels like he has to, even though he plays like like I did in elementary school on a recorder. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. He finds a saxophone, and he's like, yeah, I'll serenade her with hot cross buns. <laughs> Indy and Ernest are like, They're who competing. can have the biggest piece of pasta? Who can have eat the most? And like, sauce is the best so red such good pasta and, uh, and then so Andy comes back and that gets blown up like actually Literally gets lifted off the, the ground air. blown up Gosh. i think the next okay. half will go quicker it's it's definitely it not a lot less as intense as this part was it i don't know Sandra gets pretty oh, intense <laughs> And so um, and Indy gets taken and gets slapped really horribly. And then, um, uh, um, so so he meets her name's Edith. Yes. And she's a she's a very cute little lady. She's very pretty. I um, love this lady. I love her so I much. I actually like kind of loved them. Oh my god! I was I was like on this train. Like I was on the ship from the moment it started. I was like, um, yes, please. Well, she, like, reminded me a lot of Indy's mom, which kind of freaked me out a little bit, but then I got over it. Um, oh, I totally forgot about Indy's mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's just she, get like, through this, please. He drops it, and as Indy's bending over, he, like, he, like, karate chops his neck. Okay, can we just talk... <laughs> can we just talk about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, okay, wait. Can we just talk about how much what? sand is in these man's tall boots? I just, I just, great ending to a okay episode. Yeah, I just honestly don't know who I would want to be in this show, because there's just so many great, great characters, like, like Remy. <laughs> Remy. I hope we've seen the last of Remy. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, I really, I really hope we get to see Miss Seymour again before the end of the series. I'm gonna give it a solid like five or six soaps out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give it six point five contraband guns out of ten contraband guns. How about that? I'm, I'd also like to give it just a a, a good two sandy boots <laughs> out of just something about sandy boots. <laughs> Insert sandy boot joke. I don't know. Episode 17, Masks of Evil. He's resisting it. Like, he was, like, so mad after this one. He's like, I don't want to be a fucking spy anymore. You guys are fucking crazy. But I feel like the war is almost done. They're just back to... They're back to, uh... Square one. I don't know how... Yeah, there we go. Square one. <laughs> and <laughs> then the some stranger runs into the apartment and throws a knife at Indy's yes! arm. Yes! It was so intense! I was like, holy shit! Indy got stabbed! They're all naked, by the way. <laughs> it's getting hot in this bathhouse and not just because of the steam. <laughs> this was, was very not dark. lighthearted. Um, was... Lots of murders. Um, and yeah, he's probably. sleeping like the heaviest sleep I've ever heard 
on anyone. The heaviest, sweatiest sleep. <laughs> yeah, he's so sweaty. And he's like, oh yeah, that's that's fine. And she's like, we're gonna go to Sweden? And she, he's like, yeah, Sweden. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's where I live, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I knew it wasn't Indy who was gonna die, so. Yeah, which of course... Molly does. We haven't gone there yet, but she does. Um, let's yeah, because see. Indy was stupid, and he got involved with a girl, even though he's not supposed to, because he's a fucking spy. I'm just saying, it was very, very reckless of him, and he's the reason she's dead. She didn't deserve that. She and, didn't deserve uh, it at all. <laughs> she, she doesn't deserve anything that she's getting in the next five minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she says, you know what she says? I wanted to be with you for the rest of my life. And you know what? She was. Colonel Votis. Because oh, I my God, really, yes. I liked this guy. Oh, my I God, I know. Me, too, until the end of uh, the episode. But, yes, I really liked him. I, I Why didn't he what, come in sooner? I don't know what the writing staff thought they were doing with this episode, but holy shit, they fucked it up. Like, I just kept thinking, oh, it's going to be cute. Like, they're doing something together. Like, I really like this guy. He's just like Indy. He knows 26 languages. I mean, that's insane. He knows 32 languages. Okay, still... Amazing, and he's right? Sassy. He's super yeah, sassy. I love him. Yeah, and I was like, I love him. We should. This guy should stick around, but no, he doesn't. We still have an hour to get to that, and then it like turns to the castle, <laughs> and it goes like da da da, and then like and then like light, yes. like lightning strikes, and like bats fly out of the tower. Like everything after this felt like fucking Scooby Doo, man. Oh like, my it god, was, it was like Scooby Doo, but not ridiculous. fun. Like nothing but was not fun, fun at all. Like it was awful. We were not prepared for this. Like they they got there no. and. It, and Indy's no. like, I'm going to climb this wall. And the colonel's like, I'm going to look for a door. <laughs> I know. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. And he's like, like trust yes. me. Trust me. This is the way to go. And they're like, I'm just going to go look for a door. And Indy's like, trust me. <laughs> trust me. There's no door. <laughs> so Indy throws the grappling hook and he starts climbing and he's like stumbling up. He's like, I've done this thousands of times, you guys. Just trust me. I got this. And so he's, he's climbing and then he makes it over and he like falls through this like ceiling. Yeah. He just, he should be dead. Yeah, like, he lands just... so hard. He lands so hard. Oh, it's like no. a bunch of wood just like falling around him and then and then Colonel Votis just comes in on the other side. He's like, I found a door. Yeah. It's like, it must be Vlad the Impaler. And so I have his Wikipedia page up. This guy is fucking Dracula. Like, <laughs> oh my and God. so they get into this room and a ball of lightning Uh-oh. just like busts through the window. Oh my God. And, and the, it, the idea for like, this. What is what? this? <laughs> well, Indy, you, you were getting too cocky. So we had to set this whole thing up for you. So you got scared again. It's like, oh. The the old theater director? Why'd you do it? <laughs> he goes, That new theater put me out of business and I had to do something to make to make them not get any business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, he like bites him with his rabbit teeth and then <laughs> like kill like we gotta take him to the fork to the crossroads and then we gotta get a wooden stake. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like, and don't forget the garlic. And then he appears and he in the blows sky. Up. And oh, his, yeah. his, <laughs> oh yeah. His rabbit he teeth blows. are just like he, he I'm just like, eh. <laughs> right. There's an explosion, a massive bl- explosion, like huge, and, and the then, smoke. Yeah, yeah. I don't know and how. The smoke like, goes up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and his, his face, face appears in the smoke. <laughs> and he's just like, eh. <laughs> like, like, what 
fuck? Really? They gotta wrap this story up in five minutes? <laughs> I, I give this four impaled people out of ten impaled people. Um, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it three severed fingers out of, <laughs> out of ten. I really don't want to spend another year on Indie. We're we not gonna really... pasta this. We're gonna, we're gonna do it right. Don't bring up pasta. <laughs> 18th episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. The treasure of the peacock's eye. Didn't expect to see Remy grace our screen, but there he was again. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I'm going to say I was I was excited to see him, to see his little um, mousy mug at first. We yeah, I'm like, is this going to be another, like, melty Nazi situation going on? <laughs> like, is this... <laughs> Guess what? When Remy said, I haven't seen it for three years, I thought to myself... Have we been watching this show for three years? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And so when they come off the train, Remy, um, Indy's like, oh, I don't see Miss Seymour. And then Remy's like, oh, she didn't come? And I was like, I was like, Miss Seymour didn't come? Why? And then oh, I was like, oh, I knew why. She did, Emily. She oh, did. Sandra, no. <laughs> I might start crying. So I was. Fuck. Like, I really wanted to see Miss Seymour. I will. She will never, she will never be forgotten. She, she will never, never ever. be forgotten. And then she has a picture of her with baby Indy. I know. Oh, that God. killed me. I actually felt in my heart like an actual sting of sadness. I was like, oh, oh, This no. hurts. I feel like my heart just got punched. His wife is the most accommodating, gentle, loving person in the world, and Remy does not deserve her. Um... <laughs> You're probably right. He's like, this is a treasure map. We're going to find treasure. We're going to be rich. So Remy's wife is like, here's this priceless jewelry that... From my grandmother. Probably survived some crazy shit from my grandmother. Uh, here to you, husband, that I've only known for 10 days. Uh, now and haven't seen days. for three years. <laughs> um, definitely go treasure oh hunting. God. That's what you deserve. And you don't it's need to be It's not like I wanted to spend time family. with you. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like we needed you and all of your portly rat face to <laughs> to be here for our family of like three children. Yeah, we knew like that this this guy was shady because you know he's got a fucking eye patch. What do you expect? Some guy comes and breaks down their door and starts yes. beating them up. Yes, boat number one because there's many boats <laughs> in this episode. Like every time something bad would happen, Remy would be like, "Indy, don't let that guy take the map." Oh, he took the map, Indy! Like, what was he gonna do? What was he gonna fucking do, Remy? <laughs> like, Indy, Indy and Remy were just kind of like, hurry, we've gotta go. And then they kind of just slowly, like, walk out of the door. So, like, they're in this guy's room while, while he's, he's sleeping. sleeping. And they're and speaking they're to each other. <sighs> oh, my gosh. And so okay. Remy said something, like, he's like, the box isn't here! And he, like, yells it. So the boat is overrun by pirates, and Indy gets kicked in the face by this guy. <laughs> Remy walks down the hallway. He grabs a shuffleboard right. dick. And so he uses it to whack two guys, shuffle one guy all the way across. All like, the way down, down the hallway. Which was pretty hilarious. <laughs> and yes. we find out that the singer lady is like a hot pirate captain. Yes! <laughs> but this girl is being really greedy and so is Remy and Andy's like guys, think about this logically. Do we really want to go after this? And they're like yes, we do. We have to go. And they're like, it's a boat full of pirates. For some reason they thought it was a good idea to shoot guns in the galley of a ship. Holy grail. Like cool... Holy grail, Emily. Holy 
Holy Grail. <laughs> there were so many things I didn't want in this episode. One, Miss Seymour dying. Two, <laughs> Remy to come back and be like this. And three, this girl. <laughs> okay, so five times so far. So we've got the, so the first boat, the second boat, the dinghy, the pirate ship boat, the, the dinghy again. So that's five boats. Then they get to this like jungle island. Yes, they still had it like in the water. And I'm like, oh my gosh, high tide's this gonna come. This is the sixth and... boat you've been on in two days. Do you not know what to do about boats? Well, I'm just gonna kind of explain. He's talking to Remy because Remy wants to open up this dumb stupid box he's got and he's like (laughs) I'm sorry I'm just really mad dumb and stupid I'm hot I'm really hot and I'm just I'm just really mad at Remy right now oh it's open let's take a look at that diamond (laughs) oh it's not a diamond oh my we almost died of thirst we travel to hell! Thirst down! Remy, relax! Remy, relax! Relax! It's just really funny when Remy finds out there's a stone in there and he yells because he does this thing where he kind of like does a little crunch when he's standing up and he shakes his like little rat body. And it's just like, <laughs> he's just like, oh he starts to move like really, really fast, like little micro vibrations. Andy, what are you doing? Can you, how can you be so stupid? That's exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> I bet Remy tries to continue to find the diamond and ends up getting killed. I don't know. I feel um, like he's going to find it and he's going to be like, Indy, I found the diamond. And then he's going <laughs> to, and then Indy's going to be like, Remy, that's so great. I got a doctorate from the University of Chicago. And then he's going to be like, that's amazing, Indy. You follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Alessandra. That's, that's like, that was beautiful. I bet that's exactly what's going to happen. At some point, Remy's like, Indy, but we'd make a great team. And I'm like, no, Remy, you did not make a good team. Indy did all the work while you complained and got treasure crazy. Uh, Remy, why did you come back? Just leave. <laughs> you know, Remy only pulls his weight when it's involved with actually his weight. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I can't even with you right now. I'm so sorry. I just don't like you. I really hope Indy goes back to Chicago because you know what that means? We're going to see Foxy Dad. Oh, shit. Even though there oh. were eight boats in this episode, I give this boat oh. I give this episode three boats out of ten boats. I give this a solid maybe like seven yams. Seven out of ten yams. Episode nineteen Winds of Change. How mighty these winds of change are. <laughs> They're fucking gusts of change. I was trying to find like a brief summary about it and it's no it's not brief this is not brief this is very complicated yeah and like lots lots of stuff happened Um, i wish we'd watched this for like history class the citizens of these nations they don't take them into account at all they just take them i I don't (laughs) i don't even like they were shopping like i'll take a little bit of this and a little bit of that like (laughs) like what the fuck well the germans are gonna rise up again if we treat them like this like uh, this is what's gonna happen if we if we make this decision we're just gonna go back to war in a couple of years like very very well written show wilson says one last thing yeah i want to play yep that just was so depressing (laughs) (laughs) here they are coming out and smirking uh britain and france Turd bombs. It's finished. 
no one's satisfied. It makes me hope we've made a just peace. Oh boy. It was so heavy and I was like, all right, we get it. We, we get, get it. it. It's it's fine. We get it. We know what's gonna happen. We're in the future. Thank you. Like yep. a mom and a hot daughter, I might add. <laughs> uh Indy uh, spotted the hot girl immediately. Space of the Titanic I because was... they fucking jack and rose it up. Indy could run off and do whatever in the next two seconds. Like I mean a bunch of pirates could have come up to the boat and Indy could have left with them. Like who knows? Like, yeah. We, you never know with this guy. <laughs> yeah, he he truly is. He, and uh, He's a good man in his state now as a young indie. Like, I couldn't say the same probably. I mean, he's he's all right when he's old indie, but he's also Harrison Ford, and he's got that, like, not-as-good-to-women kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> a, little, uh, a little grabby and yeah. a little, like, a grabby and, like, shaky, like, just a little too much. Yeah, a little, a little um, bit much when he gets older, but um, for now, we can enjoy beautiful, lovely Sean Patrick Flannery. Uh, Amy, her name's Amy. Set Amy up with, with a good suitor. Uh, and, from the uh, Rockefeller family, you know, so she's, from the ro- she's got herself set up over there. Um, uh, because oh my I'm so mad oh at his father gosh. in this episode. Everything... I am so mad. <laughs> I was so upset that this is the way that they decided to... Like, he's absolutely horrible in this episode. I just have to say it right out. He's not foxy at all in this episode. At all. Building the world's first liquid-fueled rocket! Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. So cool. Um, you know, getting with girls and drinking and just traveling and being frivolous. But, I mean, that's, you know, that's a thought, but, like, he doesn't even get to... He doesn't even ask. He doesn't say, like, so what were you up to? What happened? And, and he could say, I was a spy and a translator for the American president. And, like, what the fuck? Like, that's cool. Like, Indy has ha- lived an entire lifetime so far. When we first meet the dad, we're like, how does he turn into Sean Connery? And then it's pretty apparent the guy's pretty distant. Yeah, that was. I mean, who knew Who knew one one problem, the war, would, uh, would end just for Indy to have more problems to come back home to? Uh, I'll, just, I'm gonna give this episode um, eight peace treaties out of ten peace treaties. I'm gonna give it nine hot dogs out of ten hot dogs. Oh, that's a good one. Young Indiana Jones, episode 20. Saw Harrison Ford's face, and that's when I was like, what the fuck? Okay, Indy just jazz. Being real, uh, being real dorky about jazz. Oh my god, so he just sits adorable. there and listens to so much jazz. I want to listen to you guys jam. Like I'm just like Indy, can you just <laughs> be so stop dorky? Stop being such a square. The uh, journalist he meets, we met him before, right? Oh, oh yes, Emily. Yes, he- we have. Hemingway is. He's and just so darn cute. I mean, look at how could you g- give up that little smile? He's he's just adorable. He's like, I'm, I'm jazzing. I'm doing jazz. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, no, you're not. And so I thought this episode was gonna go in a way other direction. There you go. Just like any any other human, any other person, normal person, just getting some juice. And Indy, of course, brings up like jazz and how they use emotion as well and like choosing as a form of expression. And the professor's just like, no, the Romans never never used emotion and they just like being a real stickler dude i was not really paying attention to how like the specifics <laughs> of this like investigation it. dude those are mortadella sandwiches are they really like that's 
They fucking look like Martha Della sandwiches. Yes, his tux was made of flowers. What that is at all? Like I, like I can't even detailed mannequin face to look like his face, just like standing up in a car. I don't. I was like, something is finally happening. Fifty minutes in, <laughs> what did you two mean? This is all happening so quickly. Colosimo was trying to buy whiskey from, like he had a shipment coming in, and maybe. Oh, dude, I they... didn't even know that shit. I, I was, <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> that was the I whole reason why they had the warehouse fight. I know. Well, I didn't understand why they were going to the warehouse. I, I just didn't catch it. I uh... Okay. This lady was a piece of work. <laughs> she was like, oh, Andy, you found my earring. <laughs> and just saying, why did you never ask me out? Because <laughs> if you did, I would have said yes. And I'm just like, oh my god, lady. It's that Al guy. Hmm. It's the, ooh, Al, Al mm, Brown. Al. It's Al Capone. <laughs> oh, and then at the very end, Indy is now able to, to play, play the, the blues. blues because he knows that everything in life is fruitless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I say it's like a, a six saxophones out of ten saxophones. You know what? I agree with you. I'll, I'll give it six face scars out of ten face scars. <laughs> Episode 21, <laughs> The Scandal of 1920. You didn't think we'd do an episode so quickly, did you? <laughs> Indy does Broadway. He yells at him, no, no, don't want you getting fresh, she says to him. <laughs> in her defense, Indy should not have tried to get her, that apple. No. His head was full on in her crotch. Yeah, like, it was... I thought she said Margaret at first. I have her as oh, the yeah. first half of my notes and as no, no, Margaret. No, no, Her name is Margaret. Her name is Margaret. Okay. That's, that's Peggy. Peggy is a nickname for Margaret. No, it is not. Yes, it is, Emily. <laughs> that's a... That's what Peggy Carter's name is. Her name is Margaret Carter. <laughs> Emily, what? Where have you been? I, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's true. <laughs> later in the episode, my little sister was watching the episode with me. And later, when he keeps calling her Peggy, I was like, wait, wasn't her name Margaret? And then Kimmy says, yeah, I think so. I said, well, I must have been Pargret because he's calling her Peggy. <laughs> Emily! And then he offers her a bite of his... Dusty train floor apple. I'm Indiana Jones. Rest of the day skulking. He like skulks down the street. He, he skulks, skulks in, in the park. In Central Park. <laughs> he skulks on a bench. He's just skulking. I, Who does he see? None other than Sid. Sidney Boucher. George Gershman. Gershwin. My God, Emily. Gershwin. <laughs> He's famous. And and you know what that means? Making it at nighttime <laughs> in her apartment. There's he's staying there. He had a good night. But and there's a random chimp there dancing and macking out in cars. Like I don't know. They're just. <laughs> Indy's been in New York for a day. Like, dude. A, a, about two days. Two days. He's already got about... three women in the span of two days. The clear winner here is Kate because she's very smart and she's gorgeous. And and then it happens. Yep. Indy sees Pargret <laughs> after many days. She she hand feeds him yeah. oysters and he's like, I can't eat anymore. It, it's so funny. They're, the girls are on three tiers of cakes that need to be rotated and they have to dance around the cake and it's on stage. It's like... What is that thing? But Alessandra, the funds! The funds! Too bad that Indy's a dirtbag and doesn't deserve it. 
Yeah, she says she will engrave it on her cigarette case, which I guess is the highest form <laughs> of, of flattery. Like, <laughs> yes, Bobo or so. Bojangles. Yeah, Bojangles. I don't, I don't even, <laughs> the name I don't of even the, know. this chimp that's fucking running loose. It's like, no, 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 no. So they keep having trouble with this damn twirling cake stand. <laughs> And Indy, like, freaking cave, like, rope swings yep. across trying to get this monkey who's trying to do something else. And might I say, the girl's shimmying was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> she was the worst shimmier I've ever seen. And so things seem to be going pretty well. It's, it's of course, hectic, but things are going well until the finale. The cake stand is broken. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. So they, they shove his face into the cake. Oh, no. uh, I give this one 10 rotating cakes out of 10 rotating cakes. Oh, please, Alistair. One was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it nine and a half engraved cigarette cases. <laughs> And today we are talking about the final episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, episode 22, Hollywood Follies. We'd been saying for the past seven episodes that we were getting close to the end. <laughs> that must have been a long train ride. Uh, I'm very stressed out because of this movie. I just like assumed that every person that he met was like somebody famous. <laughs> Shoheim liked his accent. He's like, it's a silent film. You can't even hear it. Yeah, they like go to make out point and they like make out. <laughs> basically. Yes. Much like Stroheim, they spent way too much money and didn't get that many viewers. Indy throws the marbles and of course Stroheim doesn't fall. All no. the rest of the actors the in the back do. do. <laughs> yes. But like we, he sees you know. that picture of Tony on the fridge of her and Tony. It's and really he gets cute. all he gets all butthurt about it. Yeah. And oh, she's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, buddy. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, I just got I, I just yeah, I need to get some maps. <laughs> they just, yeah. And and you know what? He so he goes at her to her little writer's house, which is just she she goes <laughs> her writer's house. <laughs> yeah. What if that Claire and Tony were like scheming to try to get Indy to join them as a thruple. <laughs> no, she was. She was trying to join them as a thruple. Like, they would all be with each other, you know? like Yeah, I think that's exactly what she was trying to get at, because <laughs> because she was like, she's like, and, what do you, and, and who knows, maybe you and Tony will learn to like each other. Like, yes! She, <laughs> that's what I was like, she, she said that! I was like, she, I was like, Indy, like, I, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do this, but maybe you should at least talk to Tony. Maybe you'll like him. Yeah. yeah and like, she is... tries to kiss him and Tony's like creepily looking at them from behind. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like getting off on it. Like, I swear to God, like, Tony's... <laughs> Dude. Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, Tony so was glad. into it. <laughs> yes, I know. He's like not weird about this. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's not what happens, but God, he totally gives him, it. he totally looks at him like up and down. Like he totally gives him an up down look. Like in the background, like, hey. he's like sultrily like looking at him. He's like in his <gasps> tan suit. It's, I it's, just saw it. I, <laughs> it's really something else. I, okay. Okay. We just have to leave this topic. I can't. He was it. totally making like sexy eyes at Indy. Like he, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's like, Harry, Carrie, go in and try to save her stuff. 
or, or like try to stop her from going inside and then he like grabs her and she's like no my house my belongings he's like oh supply trucks here yeah. hopefully more booze it's like hilarious. flat on their back like like a like a back flop yeah like just so bad many. it's the legendary second full moon that only happens every 57 years i'll give it seven cowboys out of ten cowboys i'm probably gonna give it a solid like Eight and a half glasses of ox blood out of ten. <laughs> okay, welcome back. All right, what did you want to say, Alessandra? I wanted to say that I'm really sorry that the episode 22, I had a really bad quality microphone. I don't know what happened there. I've been recording this podcast for four years now, and I just don't understand how I still fuck it up sometimes, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. And I also put up a re-edit um, onto, like, I have re-uploaded the podcast today because I was listening to it again, and I was like, the levels are all off. So I tried to re-upload a one that has better levels, just so everybody knows. Okay. <laughs> all right. Th- thanks, Alessandra. Yeah. I, I do my best here on the computer. You're, you're doing great things. Um, quickly, I didn't get to bring this up, but in the makeup section of the book, they talked yes. about a scar on SPF's chin, which I feel like yes. I never saw. Did you ever see that? Uh, you really see it on, on old indie. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, that's like actually what... Oh, you mean like old, like 93-year-old indie? No, Sean Patrick was talking about how they would they would put a scar on his chin, like like Harrison has. Harrison right, Ford right, has it, yes. and and I I felt like I never saw that thing. On, I'm looking on through some of these pictures, and I don't see it. I no. at least I think I think it was SPF talking about the makeup. No, I it mean, was. I I remember that, but I just don't see okay. it in the in, in the pictures of SPF. So okay. Um. It's not a very prominent one. I was thinking about how many how many people have played Indiana Jones, and we've got we've got five actors that have played Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm, we got mm-hmm. Corey, Baby Indy. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. got um, River Phoenix from the third uh, Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, but I have a fun trivia about him. Yes, we got you know um, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. And then we have Harrison Ford, and then we have the old, old indie, which is, um... George Hall. George Hall, yeah. So, that's five people playing one character that I just, I never really thought about. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it either, and that's, uh, that's, uh, that's truly interesting that this character is so beloved so much that they would take this time to have five actors portray this man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. Um, All right, let's go to this trivia. So, uh, yes, so the talking trivia about and River the quiz. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Um, so River Phoenix, who played young Indy in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, was offered the title role, but turned it down since he didn't want to return to television. Ooh. So we could have had River Phoenix playing uh, playing SPF. Like, how do you how do you feel about that? Um. I mean, he he was very cute. I he died though really young. You knew that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I learned that in a in a BuzzFeed Unsolved video with the with oh, the ghoul really? boys. That's where I learned that. Yeah. I mean, he looks a lot like SPF. Like, I... I mean, he's, he's just a cute young kid. I mean, like, it's... Uh, yeah. It's... I, I really think we lucked out with SPF just because... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. Just because yeah. we, we've grown to love him so much, I guess. Um, and and I, I find myself... Uh, I think I recently listened to... No, I listened to your, to your re-edit, which you probably have all heard it by now, but... Uh, in one of the episodes, you you put in the the little edit that we made mashup edit that he was singing in the bathtub. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, singing is just so cute, and he's so bad at it that <laughs> I find myself singing that around the house. Oh, <laughs> okay, just I just go great big beautiful dove. Oh, like, uh, I just uh, like that. Uh, it's adorable. It really is. All right, let's see. What else do we see? Okay, so another trivia is uh, Harrison Ford was offered the role of the older Indiana Jones, but he turned it down since he thought television had nothing to offer his career. I mean, he's probably right. Um, yeah, TV however, was not seen as the same way as it is now. No, no, most definitely not. Um, but he does appear as middle-aged Indy in Chapter 20, The Mystery of the Blues. Um, there was another one that I thought was super cool. Um, this one. Mike Maroff, uh, who played Pancho Villa in Chapter 6, Spring Break Adventure. Um, his grandfather actually rode with Pancho Villa's gang in the Mexican Revolution. So it's cool that this oh, guy cool. played Pancho Villa and he, like, pro- probably, like, heard about him growing up. So that's probably, that's really awesome. Uh, SPF was talking about this stallion that he rode in the book um, called, like, Black Beauty or something like that. It's not Black Beauty, but he was riding it in Mexico, and he had to, like, you know, get that dress from the guy on the... And then he... The... the I just... I should just find it, actually. I'll just find it. You, you keep reading. Let's see. Was there another one? Um... For his brief appearance in the as middle-aged indie uh, in Chapter 20, Mystery of the Blues, Harrison Ford sports a beard. This is because he was filming The Fugitive um, at the same time his scenes were shot and he didn't have time to shave it off. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. He looked just like he did in The Fugitive. So there you go. <laughs> Um, oh, this one's interesting, too. Chapter 15, Daredevils of the Desert, depicts the charge at Beersheba during the First World War. This chapter that was directed by Simon Winsor features footage from Winsor's own film, The Light Horseman. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think it's one with the, with the Australians that we really liked. Um, um, I also really loved the section of the book where... <laughs> I'm just going to say I just loved all these sections because I did. Yeah. Um, the part where they were, where they had all the little s- snippets about the directors and kind of them briefly mm, talking yeah. about the episodes they directed. Yeah. And, and even the writers, like, talking about the episodes they wrote and just, uh, like, their thoughts on the episode and kind of what they wanted to bring to it, um, especially with, like, the, the most prominent ones that you and I really love the most, which is, like, the Vicky episode and the mm-hmm. uh, India episode with Krishnamurti. Yeah. And, uh, which were 
beautifully written and just amazing and just stuck with us even till the very end. So it's just great reading about how these people also loved working on them at the time. Yeah, that we actually gave, you gave um, The Journey of Radiance, which is the episode of Krishnamurti, 10 treasures. And then Love Sweet Song is the episode with Vicky, and you gave that 10 treasures as well. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they deserved it. The other one that got 10, 10 Forbidden Eyes was Phantom Train of Doom. Which um, which we I love that one. We sure did. I don't even like it's it's not that fond of a not fond, but like I don't really remember that episode that much. And then but when I re-listened to it, <laughs> I was like I was like, we really like this episode. I completely forgot about most of it. And then I also yeah. completely forgot about the one episode with Edith, the older woman. Like I Yeah. Literally like I had to like really think about it and then I was like, Oh yeah, the boots in the sand. Like I just I don't, I did not remember hardly any of that part. And we loved it. We were like, this is amazing. And I was like, what, why am I not remembering this? Yeah, exactly. The other one that we rated really highly was the scandal of 1920 with, with his three girlfriends. You gave it a 9.5 engraved cigarette cases and I gave it 10 rotating cakes. So, you know. Wow, we like that episode too. Yeah. That was a really popular one. The other one that you loved was The Winds of Change. You gave that one nine hot dogs. Hot dogs? Yeah. Were there were there hot dogs in the episode? I guess there were. Okay, I found that little bit about, about the horse. Okay. So, Sean had his share of thrills and spills. There have been some scary moments, he says with a chuckle. I guess the first scary moment I had was when we were shooting the movie of the week. The Mexico episode, and I was doing a tracking shot. I was on the horse Hurricane, the black horse that was Harrison Ford's horse. He rode it in all the Indiana Jones movies. It's a really famous horse, and I'm at full speed gallop behind this tracking vehicle, and I'm reaching out with my right hand, holding the reins with my left hand, trying to grab these dresses that one of Pancho Villa's villistas wore for, from a seamstress. And I'm chasing after them, trying to get these dresses back. And, well, I got Hurricane a little too close to the back of the tracking vehicle. And his hoof clipped the back bumper, bumper, and his front hoof just went under his belly. He nosed down into the sand. I flew over his head. The tracking vehicle kept going, but it was really scary. I landed on my feet. Never even slid down. Never got a scrape, but my heart was something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. These... These experiences SPF had. <laughs> um, so do you want to do this this quiz now? Yes. Let's do, uh, click the first link. Okay. That um, I, I already put, got because it this, open. Yeah, because the second one, I can't seem to get to the other quizzes. There's apparently three, but I can really only pull up one. Um, so this is from the website funtrivia.com. Do not go here. It looks pretty sus, so just... Don't go here. Um, and uh, we got we got some random uh, indie indie uh, chronicles of Young Indiana Jones trivia, whatever questions. So we're gonna see how well we do. Do you want to okay. just switch back and forth for these? Uh, yeah. So I'll I'll do number one. Um, our first glimpse of Indy as a teenager shows him back in Princeton, New Jersey, and attending high school. 
What was his after-school job? Uh, the, the four options are waiter, car mechanic, lab assistant at the university, or soda jerk. And he was a soda jerk. He sure was. Um, are we just going to read these and pick an answer, or are we actually going to, like, submit this? I don't know. I mean, a... we should... Su- I'll, I'll submit it. It's cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, while visiting um, relatives in New Mexico, Indy crossed the border into Mexico and ended up joining Pancho Villa's army. While in Mexico, Indy met and befriended a European named Remy. Where's Remy from? Belgium, Spain, France, or Germany? Belgium! Yep. All right, question three. When they arrived in London, Indy and Remy went to the Belgian Army recruiting office to enlist. Indy did not want to write his American last name on his papers. What did he write instead? Uh, car, uh, the answers are Cartier, Cartier, Defense, Petite, and Blanc. It's Defense. Oh, Defense. Wait, that's not how it was spelled. Really? Did we ever see it spelled, Emily? Do 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 you re- ever remember seeing it written down? But like, but they said it, and they they always said de France, not I mean, not de France. De, I think de it's de France, France because that's how it is on this. <sighs> I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. This 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 quiz might be might be messed up. Okay, why'd you do that? I want to read the next one. Remy and Indy are separated at the Battle of the Somme. Rendy, Remy was wounded, and Indy was captured by Germans and was eventually taken to a maximum security POW prison in which no one had ever escaped from and survived. There he met a French op- officer named Charles de Gaulle. Together they planned an escape that actually worked. How did they escape? They dug a tunnel, they lassoed a rope from a steeple to the building across the river and tightrope across it. They were carried out in coffins. They jumped out of a window into the river when no one was looking and swam to shore. And uh, the second one would be right, but that was actually the men who made the thing out of twine, and they died. The, it's actually the third answer. They were carried out in coffins. Oh. Carried out in co- Yeah, that's right. Okay, number five. Remy's wounds were healed, and he was sent back to his unit and rejoined Indy. They were eventually deployed to Africa, where they were to meet up with the rest of their unit. On the way, they got lost and ran into a group of older, bumbling British officers. What mission did they trick Indy into volunteering for? Hijacking a German train that carried an extremely powerful weapon? Kidnapping a German colonel? Both of these or neither of these? (laughs) Mm. Um, Well, they definitely hijacked the German train. And I think they did kidnap a German colonel, so I think it's both. That's where a group of older, bumbling British officers of missions that they trick Indy into volunteering for. <clears throat> hmm. Kidnapping, uh, yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Did you find anything about Defense? Well, on the Wikipedia, it only says using a fake name. They don't De- say what his fake name was. <laughs> I think it's Defense, Emily. I think that's, <clears throat> that's the way it is. I think there's an R in there. I think it's de France. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But all right. Uh, Number six. So let's see. While on another mission through Africa, Africa, Captain Indy and his men became ill and were forced to stop at a German hospital that was operated by a German civilian named Dr. Albert Schweitzer. People in the surrounding villages called him Oganga. According to Dr. Schweitzer, what did Oganga mean? Uh, And answers are the God of Wisdom. 
He Who Heals, Medicine Man, or The Giver and Taker of Life. And, this one uh, is pretty obvious. It's The Giver and Taker of Life. Yes, because that's the name of the episode. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have to sneeze. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, no. Okay. Number seven. After Indy and Remy left the left the campaign in Africa, they joined the French intelligence agency where they were trained as spies while waiting for his first assignment. Indy was given a job. What was it? Um, I think it was the it was the photographs one, wasn't it? That was his first. That was his first like French intelligence agency mission, wasn't it? Yeah, because that must have been episode. Like, it must have been Demons of Deception. Or was that um, Belgian intelligence, and then when he moved to French intelligence? Hmm. 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 In, in Adventures of the Secret Service, that's when he's taking pictures, right? No. I don't know. I think taking photographs is a pretty good option because we definitely know that installing the telephone was way later so while waiting for his first assignment if we're talking about the episode there was an episode where indy was waiting to be given a job um or to be given his first assignment and while he waited he did take photographs of german positions um because that's when we learned that remy basically got to like his his assignment was to be a pimp, like, in a restaurant or something, <laughs> yeah. like, like somewhere. Yeah. And he, yeah. like, left. <laughs> I remember that episode. Okay, okay. So I think that's what that was. All right. Where did Indy celebrate his 18th birthday? So this is after he is in Mexico, after he's in England and in Ireland. Um, is it in Russia? We don't see very many birthdays with Indy. Um, there's definitely one in Russia because we talk about the Russian bridges. And he has, yeah, he has a birthday in Russia, and then he also has one in 1920. In 19, the scandal of 1921, he he's 21. Yeah, and yeah, and the scandal of in 1920. Scandal of 1920, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I want to say Russia. Yeah, because I don't recall him having a birthday anywhere else, but I feel like. Also, Russia's kind of late. Like, that's like, I don't know. I'm going to choose it, but we'll see. Yeah, it was late. It was like, it felt later in the series. Uh, while working as a spy for the French, which assignment was Indy not given? Installing a telephone, helping German deserters escape into the Allied territory, consorting with a German scientist, running an underground operation in Brussels behind a restaurant front. He definitely Ooh. did that last part. Um, he did the third one as well. Uh, he was given installing a telephone. Well, he also was giving... He was also helping the deserters escape. So maybe consorting with the German scientist is the one that's not right. He wasn't consorting, but he did have to... Well, and he wasn't German. He was like... He was like Dutch or something. There was a scientist that he had to try and... Um, is that the Attack of the Hawkman episode? With the uh, Zeppelin? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. He had <sighs> to try to convince the scientists to move over to them, but I don't think he was German. Uh, 
I thought he was, like, Dutch or something. And then in the Brussels... He did run an underground operation in Brussels, right? But was it in Brussels? Hmm. He... Hmm. The The restaurant front episode... No, I don't think he did that. Running an underground operation in Brussels. Because the only episode that he had a restaurant was when he was in Chicago with the with the Blues. Oh, that is true. That is true. Okay. So I don't think it's I don't think it's that one. Yeah, I don't think it's that one either. I don't think it's either. running an okay. underground operation in Brussels. Yeah. All right, last one. While an assignment in Arabia, which old friend was Indy reunited with? Remy, T.E. Lawrence, Pablo Picasso, or Charles de Gaulle? Emily? I want to say Lawrence. <laughs> I, I think it's Lawrence. Okay, we're going to submit the answers. See what we yeah, got here. Yeah, did we do? Okay, we did right on the first one. He was a soda jerk. Right on the second one from Belgium. Third one, Defense. Fourth one, they were carried out in coffins. Fifth one, both of these. Um, both of the things. Uh, sixth one, give her and take care of life. Seventh one, taking photographs with German positions. We got that hey. one right. Where did Indy celebrate his 18th birthday? Russia! Hey! Um, which one was he not given running an underground operation in Brussels behind a restaurant front? And while an assignment, which was he reunited with T. Lawrence? We got 10 out of 10! Whoa! I would have been so sad if we didn't get all of them right. I know! Ah, I would have been like, do we even know Indy at all? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I, I am proud of us for getting... Those were kind of hard. Yeah, some of them we really had to think about. Um, I was trying to get to the other ones, but they don't they don't show up. Like, the questions don't... The questions don't show up, so I don't think we can do the other three. I mean, the other two. It's okay. We, we don't need to do them. This, this, this... I think it is time to say goodbye to Indy, Emily. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm really sad about this. Like, I really, re- really quick, really quick. Who <sighs> was your favorite historical figure? Um. Oh my god, it's a really good question. I know. We had a lot of really great ones. I wish there were more women historical figures in this show. Ugh, I know. Because there wasn't that many. Nope, and that's uh, and that's pretty sad. Um, uh, but uh-huh. I think I, I think I know mine. Okay, what's yours? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Sidney Bechet. He's my favorite. That's... That's a really good answer. Because he's in several yeah. episodes. Yeah. Um, I really liked... I mean, listening back on everything, I think a notable notable ones definitely are Lawrence of Arabia. He is yeah. great. He's always great. And then he, he makes this amazing speech, like, during the Treaty of Versailles. Um, I also, listening back, like don't recall hating Ernest Hemingway, even though I kind of did. But I also kind of liked him, too. Like, after Yeah, he was fact. fun. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool having him around for a couple episodes as well. And uh, there there was that one guy in 
in Ireland that was really fun. One of the Shans that we really liked, the the playwright. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, those were really fun people. Um, and and Albert Schweitzer was really good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that Manislau guy as well. Uh, yeah, he was really good too. And of course, Krishnamurti, we we really loved him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they really chose some great historical <laughs> figures. Um, Just not enough women, you know. And then, uh, and then a really hard question to end it. Um, who, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite version of uh, of Indy? <laughs> what, what age did you like Indy the best? Mm. If you can't pick one, I totally understand. Uh, but of course, my, mine's Baby Indy all the way. <laughs> yeah, I think of all of the Indiana Jones, I do. That it is really hard because Baby Indy is so cute and he's so sweet and so lovable. I do really love SPF, of even course, though of he definitely has a lot of flaws. He doesn't have like as many flaws as like it when it gets to Harrison Ford, I think. Um, and like I, you know, obviously before the show, I would have said like Harrison Ford all the way, but I think it's got to be SPF. I. I just fell in love with him. He's so brilliant. All right. I think I that's it. Oh God, I feel like we're like... I'm, I'm really upset. <sighs> I know, but this is... This was... We, we gave it one more episode. This was a bonus episode, but this this has to be it. We can't, we can't, we can't talk about this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, no, of, of course, this, this this holds a special place in our hearts. Uh, we will be doing uh, Downton Abbey next, episodic uh, episodes yes. of Downton Abbey. So if I'm you are a so Downton excited. Abbey fan, look forward to yes. those because they're coming up where we are now going to start them. Yes. Um, oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> let us know which indie is uh, is your favorite. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud or facebook just search all by the popcorn and like and follow our pages uh you can also rate and review our little show we have here it really helps others to find us you can do that on apple podcasts google podcasts or stitcher and if you need notifications on future episodes that we release uh, you can follow our social media we have twitter at by the popcorn and instagram at all by the popcorn podcast also facebook all by the popcorn and if you want to give us any suggestions for future episodes or series that we cover, um, or just want to say hello, you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. We also have merch. Um, I really want us to make some make some indie merch, but not yep. sure if we have the rights to that. We'll figure um, it out. It might just be like us with lines from our shows. Maybe, yeah, with the, with the edits, with the mashup edits. Um but that's uh, that's all we got for Indy today, for now. Uh, we love the show dearly. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Talk to you all next time. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.